And we're back. Welcome, friends, curiosity seekers, and connoisseurs of fantasy throughout the known. A pleasure to have your uh, presence once more, far away or not. Um, all right, so tonight we're going to do... <laughs> I, was, I was teasing the troop a bit and telling them we're going to do some, some on-camera geek out. So uh, so this will count as housekeeping this time, I think. Um, so for those of you out there who already know all about this, and this is gonna, this is gonna be seem rather remedial, but for me this is high speed. Okay, this is me getting with the this is me getting with the 2010s here. Um, so a, a lovely person in my life got me these uh, condition rings, Ooh. and I want to pass just pass these around real quick so you guys can kind of see. This is an, I, I have not told the troop this yet, so you can just have a gander as that's going on. And then I think this is going to help facilitate uh, these new abilities that Merrick and Alishley have. So PTSD. Uh, <laughs> no, that is a, that's not new. It's an old one. That is an old ability, right? So uh, even though obviously Corey Merrick is not going to know this in character, he's not going to have a name for it. So you come up with what, whatever description, whatever his subjective experience is. I always want to place the subjective experience front and center. It's really important for the verisimilitude of the campaign. Um, but for game purposes, the um, uh, condition ring is Hunter's Mark, and this is a bonus action, okay? Nice. And you have two, uh, you have two slots that you can uh, use. Mm. Probably, um, I'll write up a card for you, but... Um, Actually, I'm not going to tell you that yet. You need to experiment with it to see. Are you talking to me? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. I'm not going to tell you yet. You don't understand all the aspects of it. These are, yeah, you have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, I think it's a one shot. Yeah. Or something weird. I have no idea. And then this is for Nalishly. Nalishly, you have three. Now, each time that you use use one of these, baby, you're going to you're going to give it to me, and I'm going to put it down. And then this also though counts as. Uh, arms of the abyss too, as arms of the night too. So basically, whenever you use your mystical, like the high, stronger mystical abilities, you're going to throw one of these my way. Okay. And then those, she gets all three. If you get on his nose, you get bonus points. And this was just what we, my friend had, uh, our our own our own Tobias had. Um, so we're looking to get a more colorful one that will show up better on camera. Nice. Uh, we're going to use these until we're going to use these until then. All right, so we have that piece, and uh, I think, well, we have, we still have Eldritch Foundry with us. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Oh, yes. Continuing to, continuing to use stuff. Eldritch. You're going to see some of that. You're going to see some of that on, um, on screen, probably not this episode, unless something really weird happens, because I think we have our Tableau pretty well uh, established here for the nonce. And the other, uh, two other parts that I had. So, <laughs> as I said, um, two, uh, two features of this gym are T-Rex arms and ADHD brain. So I was not looking in the right place. I actually did have the frickin' prop that I was groping around for that I thought I had misplaced. I just didn't grab the right, did not reach into the right part of the cubby to have it. Aww. So my dear, this is what he left. This is so sweet. That's what Adrian left. And you can, you can open it right quick, and it has... Oh, it's got the little Colin fruit on the bottom. And it has a Colin fruit, and it has a birdie. Mm. And then that's the poem that he wrote. 
Oh, learn me a language real quick, guys. I love it. Even I am not crazy enough to have, however, made a grammatical of a dead fictional language behind that. Are you sure? Yet. Yet. There you go. Yes, I am working on a dead fictional language because I am ridiculous. I love it. So remind me who already had the, and then the last thing is, remind me who already had the flow chart, or the, actually it is, it's an organizational chart for the Myrmidons. For the sergeants, I know yeah, you I did, one. Merrick. Yep, I know I you did, one. Titus. I have one. Um, Catherine, you had one because of your memory. And at, at the time that we had passed these out, I said you hadn't been around them enough. That's changed because you have been around them enough now. Obviously, you didn't. You didn't have one um, either. Um, and Wayside, did you have one? No. You did. Okay. Uh, I think I have one. Oh uh, yeah, you did. Okay. So the only person then that I need to pass this out to, and I'm just going to remind the. Um, tell the audience and remind the players, each of, um, there are 40 sergeants on here, there are four, um, uh, four centurions, um, each of them responsible for 100 of the Myrmidons underneath them, and then it has the, the legate, and of course, uh, Titus Invictus on top. So each of these characters, it has the full character sheet, history, traits, all of that stuff. Because I really like to get a depth of understanding, and as opposed to Sergeant Number Twenty Seven or something like that. And I'm going to try. Uh, I guess that slides into the last piece of housekeeping. I'm going to try to make sure that we have the matching corporals that pair with all forty of these sergeants for maybe uh, maybe two episodes from now. I might be able to get in the next episode. We'll see. But anyway. So pass that down to uh, Nilishly, if you would. you have another copy of that? I do. This one is just horizontal. Yeah, and the... <laughs> I can feel like... Yeah. Um, a little bit got cut off, but I think you can... Oh, yeah. I got it. I think you can see, Donnie. Sweet. All right. Perfect. I'll fill you Thank you. It's just it's numbered. Oh, yeah. All right. This is for later. And that we will decide on stream. Okay. And with that, friends, I believe we're ready to uh, we're ready to dive back Handle into the narrative. Tales. Handle yeah. of Tales. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to get yeah. We're gonna, all been we're gonna have to get our our, uh, our yep. You plucked it right out of my head. That our, our non-existent prop budget where you can just go ignum. Ignum and, and then just like turn it on. Ooh, light. Yep. control it from the back. <laughs> yep. We'll see, we'll have fun. We'll see, that's the season two sort of thing. Um, all right, and I believe we have a journal entry, yes? Yes. All right. Yes. Yes. Ooh. It's a long one, watch out. Yeah, let's do it. Ooh. It can be quite exhausting listening to all the complaints and issues running rampant in the city when I spend time with Livia. She deals with so many things throughout Germentum and her calmness with the pettiest of matters is reassuring. To learn from her has been an understatement. She brings me such great friendship. The discussions we have together have been so productive and the intelligence that she holds is a nice change of pace. She's the sister I wish I had instead of the cruel and stupid sister I was given. Thank the eternal river I don't see her anymore. Maybe she's dead, one can only hope. As confused and as angry as I am with Adrian, He's given me the most wonderful gift, the gift of language. I'm overwhelmed with joy to be holding a chance for this dead language of Nauseka to be so carefully placed in my hands. 
I will not lie, my feelings towards him are shifting slightly. For him to understand what this means to me, I can't refuse the intense happiness I feel. Griffin is here. I'm curious to see how Figulus manages his presence and, demand, and the demands he seeks. He won't stop until Figulus brings back his little brother, Ollie. The impossible task of bringing a life force back into existence. I have a fear that it would not end well. I'm curious as to the relationship build, building between Nilishli and Griff. It's dangerous. He's dangerous. The magic he wields is chaotic, and I fear him being this close to Juramentum is not good. But with him comes valuable information. He said the eighth child of the Crimson is on his way. What his purpose is, I'm unsure, but the amount of Chosen in this city will draw them closer. Figulus might, not, might have given them freedom, but we need to be ready for anything. And our shores were greeted with a slaver's ship. They finally come to deliver Leptis Regium's terms of annexation. That woman irritated me beyond belief, and I'm curious of how this meeting is gonna go and what will become of the slaves within the ship. I hate her. I hate her. Side note, what the hell happened with Marcus? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Actually, that's a very that's a very meaty recap. Yeah, thank you. Oh, that's good, thank you. Um, so, Donnie, we were, for the moment, out of rounds. We will see if we devolve back into them. Mm -hmm. uh, you had, go ahead and, for the, for the audience and then for your uh, troop mates, go ahead and repeat what you had, what you had commanded. Um, them to drop all their weapons in front of me. <laughs> as a pile. And this gentleman here with the two swords, um, who was the smart one who had been pleading, uh, speaking legal terms, had taken a, a glancing blow and then had run behind one of the crates. So he's uh, he's actually the first to drop his weapon, mm -hmm. and he looks at you and gives you a terrified smile. Yeah, <laughs> and kind of and does 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 one of these. Uh, you're up there with Merrick. You have the seagull circling overhead. You have a bracing breeze rolling off of Lake Seleshkila. Merrick is beside you. Um, Merrick, make a make a perception roll. Twenty-three. Okay. So, actually, on that, you notice two things. One of them is that it seems like there are. You can still hear and sense quite a few people below decks. Uh, and you can almost taste their terror. And then the other thing has nothing to do with that. It has to do with your bow. And you look at your bow, and you see this beautiful... Remember, Granny Touchjam herself uh, carved this over moons and moons. She bathed it in her cauldron, and she took the strings and, oh. also, and also made them. And it is, a, it is an empowered item. It is a... It is low-key a marvel in that it translates and allows your tiny three-foot-five body to use, to essentially utilize the effectively what is a longbow. Right. Uh, even though it's, even though it isn't. And in this manifestation of the Magnamater's love and care for her children, you see rot beginning to spread out uh, the bottom of it. 
Wow. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you do not judge that it has compromised the integrity of the bow yet. All right. Uh, Marcus, I'm going to I'm going to stand up just to just to make sure that I'm seeing all of these uh, all of these folks, obviously, light of day. And uh, to recap for the audience or just to bear in mind, you have, I don't know, at this point, probably two dozen archers up on up on a wall. That's just uh, just yonder. It's it's close. This dock is small. This is probably the largest trireme. Well, it's the largest ship. It's the only trireme currently in, uh, currently in the dock. It's not unknown for triremes, which are larger ships in this world, uh, to be here. But this, it's, you know, it's of note. And Katrin, um, since you're the most intelligent party member, give me a, give me a raw uh, intelligence check. And there's something I want to see if that may occur to her. Just raw number? Uh, raw, uh, oh, just, raw just means with your plus. Oh, 14. Okay. There isn't necessarily something quote-unquote wrong with the setup, but it strikes you as odd mm. that the slavers would, because remember, standing up now. Uh, let's see, I'll reach over here so y'all can, so the audience can see what I'm ranting about. So, yeah, over here, and then over here is... Uh, is open, so it's not an enclosed. It's not a fully enclosed space, mm. but you see, uh, you find it a bit, yeah, a little bit unusual, or stupid, or short-sighted, that they would have it open like that and be flaunting, be, fla- be flaunting slaves. So something is out of joint, mm. uh, because it wouldn't have taken the the harbor master's pretty thorough, and it wouldn't have taken, shouldn't have taken them anyway. Mm. This long for there to have been a ruckus because remember the the sails are furled, which means that they they didn't just pull in they've been sitting here for a while, mm. and on a ship this large, that you may or may not be looking at the full crew uh, crew complement, which is the other thing that would occur to you. So there may already have there or may already be crew that have disembarked, and that are currently in the market or currently on the beach or like that. Ah, okay. So that's all. That's all occurring to you, you know, to her, to her magnificent mind, as as you're watching this potential. Uh, well, I will refrain from characterizing it for the Dominate. <laughs> this potential scene unfold. Um, and yeah, you can uh, you can be first. Um, make an insight check, Marcus. Uh, eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. So. You can feel the incipient strands of something truly awful uh, about to happen, mm-hmm. and you can see the the faces of these cowed uh, of these cowed men. And remember, last session I had said that um, Titus's will was lashing and beating them down, and that two thirds of them had already fallen, and there was another third. With that high of an insight roll, have you met have you met Titus Invictus yet? Have you seen his? I've grandson? seen him once. Oh. Uh, just in the room with Lady uh, with Lady Vale. Oh, no, yeah. and uh, and with the uh, I was no, you were not present. I was, uh, for that. I was recovering yep. for that. No, you were yep. You were recovering when the whole twelfth light thing was going down. Okay, but you have been in his presence before. So with that high of a role, uh, two things. The first immediately germane to the situation is that uh, 
the the balance of something awful or not happening just hangs right there, mm. and you can you can feel it. Um, it's in your it's it's in your uh, that high. It's probably in your bones. The other thing is that one of the things you know, Titus Titus Metellus, the the younger, the older Titus Cornelius, Titus Metellus still has yet to be forged, fully forged as a man. At his age, he's on he stands on the beginning of manhood. He's already a fine warrior. You know, that's you've already seen that beyond doubt. What you're what you're looking at though, the one thing that you know has slid right into place, one hundred out of one hundred. He has inherited his grand his formidable grandsire's terrifying aura. So he has a palpable, when he's like this, you can feel a palpable aura of menace that's spreading out throughout the ship. And even the ones furthest down here, who the ones who still somewhat have their wits about them and naturally try to get away from him, even they, you see them comply. They're the last to reluctantly drop their arms, but they comply. Um, okay, so all of that to hit. Go ahead, Corey. Dominate. There are more down stairs. Um, well, I'll call out to the guy who was the eager one who was smiling big. Okay. Bring the men up, free those slaves. Bring them on deck. Uh, uh, not, uh, not my men, Domini, unless you're giving me a promotion. Free the slaves below. Just the slaves? And whoever else might be down there, bring them up. Everyone up? Yes. Right. Is there someone down there we should know about? Yeah. Um, Drop your weapons as well to them down there. Uh, of course, of course, uh, gladly. Are they dangerous men down there? Uh, no. I mean, all men are dangerous, but under the wrong circumstances, but... (laughs) Dominate. Not the time for self-history, I understand. (laughs) Captured that may or may not be... um, I go, I go. And so he... Runs down here and boop, oh. disappears. Uh, okay. I'll, uh, I'll slowly walk in front of each of the guys and their weapons and kind of kick them off uh, to off the ship entirely. I follow the, we- the weapons. Yeah. Okay, Just kicking their weapons. All right. Now a few of the hardiest slaves, um, slaves have have made them have made their way up already. Oh, okay. The ones who are like this da, uh, mm. down and uh, they're they're coming up you know these guys are blinking you see their uh, their wrists are bloody and they either have the strongest bodies or the strongest spirits uh, there may be three or four of them who have who have made their way up but once this but once the eager man uh, runs down he has a a, a slightly uh, a slightly vulpine uh, cast uh, or make to his features and with quick, uh, quick, sure movements, uh, he runs down, and you can hear his voice. All right, uh, the Lord, the the lovely, merciful Lord, has has said, "Everyone up! Everyone up! 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 If you value your Quailathon damn lives, up!" As he kicks the first one, like as Domine, we might be able to use those weapons for our men. The blacksmiths can't make as much. Should we collect them? Sure. Kick another one off. I look to see if we do we have any men on, on at all that have come up at all on the dock. Uh, they have paused because of you. Yeah, so. I would have the Myrmidons coming down. 
Okay. Um, At least like, initially, where do you want to be while this is going on? I think... Because um, you were the only other close quarters person yeah. that was with them. Yeah, I think I would have followed up behind them. Like, shortly after, they would have assembled okay. the boat. Okay, so you're up the ramp. So yeah, you're, just behind. You're somewhere close. You're close yeah. by. Okay, all right. Now that... that that makes complete sense, and I'm not necessarily gonna, I'm not necessarily going to move the figurines uh, every time, but I just want to kind of get a good idea. And let me let me get where the other where the other uh, fellowship members are. Um, I would have moved back to where Marcus is. I actually moved up to Never shield mind. her when she moved up. Every uh-huh. I moved yeah, up you did. every time she did. Yeah, yeah, you have been. Okay, that that's been consistent. And I'll stay close to him. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'd like to stay near the shore, get a good view of everything. Okay, so you're no longer on the, you're no you no longer want to be on the pier. I can be on the very end of the pier, but kind of, yeah. Like with, close she by. Can, like with Marcus. Okay. She can put her money because as soon as uh as soon as it was out of combat rounds, I wanted to run up and see if there was anybody who needed tending upstairs, like her slaves, like that. Okay, so you're okay, so you're actually off, yeah. Okay, so you're you're in the mix then. No, okay. that that makes a lot of sense. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you up here then with Malishly. You don't have your sea legs. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, how do you? Ooh, this is important. Uh, how do you navigate the lady who is who is uh, who is walking walking along like she owns the place, just kind of kind of moving? She has her silk. She has her silk uh, fan with the um, with the bronze ribs. Is she it. still seated on that dude who was like kneeling? No, no, no. Now she's now she's walking away, kind of in a huff. I'm gonna let you ride a little bit on that uh, earlier uh, insight roll. Uh, kind of a kind of in a huff, and she can't. She can't, she doesn't even look over herself. She two or her retinue were slain up there, and she doesn't look back. Yeah. On that note, as I'm passing by her, I don't. I make move or make space for her. Become a large guy, and I generally make space for people who are smaller than I am. Uh, but as I'm walking by, does she seem to be expecting something to happen here? Like maybe she. She moves toward you as though you don't exist. Right. So, all right, so as you, she has as an you, air of somebody like like that anticipating air about her that something might happen that she needs. It's the level above that. Okay. It's the it's it's the level of or below that depending on how you want to parse okay. it. Um, of it doesn't even occur to her that it is possible. I'll, I'll put it this way: It's as certain as the sun rising in the east that no plebeian is going to interfere with her tread. Fair enough. So I'm gonna walk right by her. I'll nod. I'll move on. Okay. Um, you hear a chill, <laughs> noted, mm-hmm. and uh, she gets to uh, she gets to you, Wesa, and she's again she's she's walking not necessarily dead center of it, but just careless. Of it, and assuming people are going to melt in front of her, mm-hmm. what do you do? Um, I bow <laughs> gracefully. Yep. Okay. And you ten step and step to one side. Mm-hmm. Um, Gripping my blade. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the uh, and the lady says, "Oh, manas aren't dead after all." They just have to, to say to her. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's not necessarily addressing you. She's Correct. just right. Um, and she says, "I didn't know they had legs this far north." Um, and you're you're kind of you're kind of are you like halfway up the stairs to mm, the piers or? I think sort of. I think I'm more closer to the the edge than anything. Okay. Um. So you're all that back a bit. Yeah. Okay, back a bit. All right. Feet in the water, kind of thing. 
Oh, there you go. Yeah, splashing, um, uh, splashing along. It's going to be hard as as your three um, fellowship members get farther onto the trireme. Mm. It will be harder and harder to see them. I think once I lose sight of them, or I'm about to, I'll get up and okay. start walking. And you make way. One of the men, one of her retinue, mm-hmm. uh, starts screaming, Talo, with fear in his face, Talocum, Talocum, Talocum Malioribus, Talocum, Talocum, Talocum Malioribus, uh, which in old speak means, Make way, make way, make way for your betters. Oh. <laughs> and, but like I said, instead of pride in his face or ferocity, you see just fear. Fear. Uh, Dominate something's not right below. And he's run, he he has run, see. orbited, skittered around his lady, mm. and, is, and is running ahead of her. He's not going to collide into you. I mean, he's going to, he'll run around you. Yeah. But um, he's obviously, you can see him just imploring everybody to get out of her way. I think because I'm a little bit to the side, I'm not going to move. Um, so if she runs into me, she runs into me. But I, I don't want to be in the way, but I'm kind of in the way. She annoyed me. <laughs> You will, you will catch, uh, you'll get a patrician, uh, a patrician hand check. Not quite a shoulder check, mm. but the way that she's just kind of swinging, swinging and sashaying uh, about reality, you are going to catch a hand. Okay. Okay. And so she goes in this bizarre game of, uh, of class conscious chicken. And the, uh, at the last moment, the man throws himself in between the two of you. And so he's facing you, his back to her, and uh, and he tries to kind of guide you away from it. Do you let him do that or do you stand firm? I let him do it. Okay, all right. And then, <laughs> and, then he, and, then he, and then he runs after her mm. and Uh, one of the women runs, puts a, uh, uh, Domina, I can't it. Oh, for Quelothon's sake, Falca, I told you you had special dispensation. Yes, you may touch the damn book. And so she, she rifles through some, uh, a gold-threaded silk canopied, uh, rucksack. And she rifles through it quickly and then presents it to her to her lady as, as she's walking along the beach. Don't worry, I'll, I'll catch you guys oh, up no, here. Yeah. But ba- basically, even if you set this frickin' trireme on fire and started slaughtering everybody indiscriminately, she wouldn't look back. So yeah. I'm, just running, I'm just running this so we can oh, kind of devote, sure. devote this, <laughs> devote the next chunk to, to, uh, to y'all. Uh, so yeah, she continues on. She reaches down, plucks something out, and flings it down on the ground, and, the, and one of the surviving women picks it up, brushes off the sand, and, and tries to get it back into the rucksack. The lady goes through, unties You didn't untie this. Oh, never mind. Too slow. Too slow. And she, untie, she unties the front. Mm. Uh, that one, the one that uh, Adrian got you, actually has like a masterwork hasp on the front, which you've never seen on a, on a book before. Mm. Um, so she, she unties it. All right. All right. You. Why are there so many children here? I need, I need a man, not not a boy. I am a man. Not with manners like that, you aren't. She says, I'm looking for, all right. Uh, 
What is this? Lady, she's a lady here, right? Oh, four names, yes, the lady. Uh, lady Livia Matella Glabria Vaughn. Yes, yes, that's the lady of, that's the lady of Germentum. Well, bring her here. Uh, Domina, the, and so the Kithki are looking at each other. Uh, what? Am I, am I, <clears throat> she says, am I speaking now second? Bring her here. And one of them says, just, just, just send a runner. It's okay. She's probably on route anyway. She knows about this. So you see uh, one of the fleet of foot, uh, one of the fleet of foot runs. You can't tell if it's a human boy or a, one of the Kithki uh, archers at this distance. Mm. Okay, so mm -hmm. that goes on. All right. Uh, how many have came up? Like s slaves? As this is going on, Almost all of them survived, actually, so, because it, it was quick and relatively bloodless. So, um, Corey, I'm gonna let you, you got a 23 on that earlier perception, I'm gonna let you write off of that for a while, because you, you would, realistically, you would be I'm focusing on totally if, if I see on, any fear, any, like, like, are they, like, gonna burn the ship down from underneath? I'm, or I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I'm on edge right now. What's your, uh, what's your insight bonus? Plus seven. Uh, you don't see you don't see anything of that nature. Okay. Uh, immediately, with that perception roll though, because uh, this is this is something Merrick would be really keyed to. You are seeing a only about one one out of every third or fourth person has bloody wrists. Yeah, that's all. The the rest of them they look you know they look like they could do with a meal and uh, a meal or three. They definitely look like they could do with some rest, but you don't see any evidence of them having been restrained or, or imprisoned. Domine, there are men here that don't have bloody wrists. I suggest we bring a couple centuria, well, a couple decades down here, round all these up, put them in an area and process them properly to figure out who is who, because it's hard to tell who might be a spy enemy, who's a slave. Understood. And then uh, while I'm kind of like readying my sword almost to give the order to kill them, I'm going to reach in and I'm going to pull out a coin. And on that coin, I'm going to flip it up, and when I hit it on the back of my hand, I'm going to look over and I'm going to notice that there's a bunch of black ash from that list that was burned. Mm. And that ash on there and just be like, have them arrested, have them come down. And he's going to think the better of it. And kind of like escort those, have those men be escorted off to be arrested. Okay. <laughs> you see Merrick wipe his, his forehead. They oh. on that one for a while. Yep. You hear, you can hear Marcus's palpable sigh of relief. Nalishly, uh, make an make an insight roll. I want to see how well you understand what just happened. Wrong oh, oh, uh, different yeah. one, baby. Oh, thank God. Yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Wait a minute. Let's see. Insight's nice. wisdom, so it's going to be rough. Uh, Minus yeah. two, yeah. Eight. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something just happened because Marcus is usually pretty, pretty solid. You know, like a solid presence, and you hear him. I mean, he's right next to you, and you hear him. Make quite a thorn. Yeah, <laughs> and so you're like, hmm, okay. As I'm clutching my my candle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to be observing. I'm not going to 
Just like looking around and observing. I'm, I'm not going to say anything. Okay. And uh, you have several uh, um, several decuries come up, and they start uh, they start binding these men. I'm going to remind you here that Germentum does not have facilities to hold them, so they can be bound. They can be um, they can be detained for sure. And there aren't so many. I mean, they're only you know you can fit them inside of the courtyard and have them <coughs> have them mm-hmm. uh, and have them secure, but you don't have permanent. Um, because Germentum was not built with a jail or a dungeon. Yep. Uh, to force the nobility, um, among other reasons, to force the nobility to enact swift and accurate justice. Uh, so, so they're, they're getting all of them. Slaves, non-slaves, all of them, right? Uh, they are. I want to make sure we capture, we, we, we retain all, all of them. Yeah, all of them are, that are bound are the ones on, and anyone that looks somewhat suspicious, I'll let Merrick kind of do that. Um, judge okay, me. that that will take that will take torches to accurately and carefully go through them. Okay, I want to so a couple things here. I want to yeah. eventually get Wesa up here as well. I'm gonna look at I'm gonna look physically for their appearance of a slavery. Will Wesa go up? Okay, and I want Wesa to assess them from a from a, a, a other aspects. Okay, so both of you are both of you are looking. We're looking uh, at them. See. Okay, they also could be questioned. They may know some knowledge down south that might be useful. Uh, okay. There's also any wounded that need to be tended to that are not part of the slaving crew. There are. Then I'll start tending to them as well. Okay. Anyone who needs like immediate attention versus like uh, just a little bit of triage here and there. Wait, so I'm gonna roll on the green green die twenty for you. Okay. What's your uh, What's your uh, plus to insight? I know it's insight is seven. Dang. Holy cow. She's very insightful. Yeah. Okay. Um, with the two of you, it does go a little more quickly, but I, you're prioritizing accuracy over speed. Yes. I, I assume, unless I you veto spies. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and as that, uh, as that's going, uh, as that's happening, uh, these, all of these guys you're binding, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, any that are questionable, we will bind. And those who are not questionable, like they have like bloody wrists, they look like, like Fouquet, you know, they're like, like almost dead, then we'll probably let those go. Okay, so or at least split them in two different areas. As so, I'm gonna. I mean, you have like 20 guys up here now mm-hmm. uh, on it. It's even on even on this ship. It's starting to get a little cozy. Oh yeah, uh, I would have them escorted off once that decory arrives. Um, as they uh, as they come up, there's a bit of a kerfluffle at uh, at the stairs. As you hear, um, well, first as you see. So I know I kind of had to jump ahead because I wanted yeah. to give you some idea. But this is the first time. That you're seeing, uh, this is a new one, even in Germentum. This shimmering blue hair uh, on top of a small head, coming up the coming up the stairway, half uh, half shambling, half carried by this hulking figure uh, beside him. Uh, you you yeah. assume it's him, but the dimensions are small enough. It could be a woman, mm-hmm. uh, and he comes. Although I say that, your sister's six foot tall, so, you know, what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> and unless uh, she's right here, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, she's a, divine, she's a divine construct, so, you know, that, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not willing to put her on the bimodal distribution of height there. Um, but, uh, but the one ha- has the other, and uh, as one of your men um, says, Sir, this way, uh, he, the Hulk kind of turns around, because you have to walk up yeah. and, then, yep. and then turn around. He kind of he kind of looks and turns around. He sees uh, 
uh, he sees one of the slavers getting getting thrown down because your men are not being they're not being aggressive, but yeah. they're also not being gentle. I mean, they're yes. just they're kicking. It's the job. Kick, kicking them behind their knee, getting them on their knees, binding their hands behind them, bind, you know. And if any of them look like spitters or kickers, they're uh, they're literally just uh, they get you know hogtied and dragged. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as this as this large you know dark uh, dark haired dark eyed man kind of. Uh, looks in a different situation it might be comical that he kind of has this it looks like he's attempting he's one of those guys who's always attempting to grow a beard and it's just never going to happen so (laughs) he turns around like hells you're not going to like hells you're not going to touch him not like that you aren't fuck that and the two Miramadon are looking at him he take uh, actually he would have already had he already would have had his dagger out and he pushes the the blue-haired one behind him and and hunkers down. And does he have chain marks on his wrist or anything? No. Oh, okay. So he's the only one that's there. Uh, he's the only. This is the only kerfluffle. So there's. Oh, okay. So there's maybe Against the Myrmidons. Yeah. Okay. So there's maybe. Drop um, your weapon. There may be forty. On uh, your most of the way, you're most of the way through mm-hmm. uh, emptying. So there were maybe forty. Uh, maybe as much as fifty below deck. You have, you're not sure oh, quite yeah. yet, but you can. The sounds below are are, are lessening. Subsiding, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're subsiding. So yeah, drop your weapon if you want to live. Don't care about myself. They ain't touching him like that. They ain't gonna trust him up like a god's damn hog. Fine, and I'll walk around him and pick up the shoulder and help that blue-haired person off. Uh, make a persuasion check. All right. Uh, that is eleven. Okay. Your men, your men tense. This man is a heartbeat away from death, and you hear as he as he looks like he's he bares his teeth, and behind uh, weakly, um, a uh, a bleeding hand touches his touches his elbow. Evander, don't. It's okay. He his lights are good. They're good around him. You you, sh- you sure? Yeah, yeah. I, c- I, I can see it. I can see him again. Can I assess him in terms of like yeah, this? Me too. This like overall stance, uh, perception. What does he feel like? He's has he been chained? Has he been beaten? What's 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 the the damage from? Uh, make a medicine roll. Come on. Man. He's clearly one of the slaves. I mean, that, 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 you don't have to roll for that. Uh, 14. 14. Um, so, slave, uh, it does look like he got some, some extra, uh, some extra attention. Um, his face has been cut up. What you can see of his face has been, uh, slashed up. It looks like he has, uh, a front, like a permanent frown. But someone dug here and took out part of his... Like a Glasgow smile. uh, Marcus! Part of his face. We need your help! Um, Please, you see uh, eyes staring back at you that you've a color you've never seen before. Violet, actually violet eyes, and uh, one of your Myrmidons says, is, "Is that one of the impure?" Um, which you, so you, t- you two would know. Wesa would not. You're not there. You would know, but you're not there. Um, so you, you two would know that the impure are a. A cast of people in leftist regime who have wa- who look, you know, who 
who cannot pass as human. Um, they have wildly different skin and wildly different hair. If I've never seen one. I've only heard of them. No, you've heard, but you okay. but you know that they're um, kind of like Kithkian leftist regime. I mean, they're they're prized. They're seen as like exotic uh, uh, exotic pets or guardians or sometimes assassins. Go to that Miramadon and uh, just kind of look back and be like, "Is that your job? Uh, to say what they are? No, don't find them. Get them off the ship. Those two? No, the others. Right." Bows and, yep. uh, and turns, and uh, this person um, steps around. He, uh, to judge by his features, a little bit more difficult with the damage, but to judge by the features, um, he's maybe around your age. And uh, he says, "My, my name's Jason Domini. Uh, this is my friend Evander." Uh, he save your stink, Jason. We'll get you better. He he's renounced his ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I have. He's he's done with slaving. Um, but we have to tell you the truth. So is he going to walk off this ship? Can you change, Fender? I, I I feel like I already have. Mm. I'm actually listening to this because he already called my attention to the yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, he did. Go ahead. Uh, 20. Not natural. 30, 30, 20. Okay. Uh, it, has, it has not just the ring of truth to it, Randy, but also um, a deep sorrow underneath. Mm. Don't I? I nod. I just, mm. as I get your attention, I nod. Drop your weapon, and we'll see about changing your stars. And he, instead of dropping it, he kneels down and very deliberately, I'll get back to you, Gertie. Pats the, pats the dagger, comes, rises back up. Okay, and they, and with your, with your blessing, yeah. um, they, they walk through. One of the, uh, the sergeant in charge. I'll pick up the dagger. I'll, I'll keep this for you safe. Do. Uh, the sergeant in charge uh, asks again, uh, Kithki, Domini, they're they're leaving. The Kithki? Yeah, Kithki sergeant. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're leaving the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, basically yeah. confirming with you. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I was I was quote them myself. Um, I'll be behind them while they walk off. Because that should be everybody off the ship, correct? Well, we got to be the processes. How long is the processing? The process, is, the process is definitely going to take longer. Yeah. yeah, it's faster with the two of you working in concert, but longer than you. Yeah, uh, longer than you walking out. Okay, okay. So I will sit back down because it doesn't. It doesn't look like we're going to be jumping, jumping back in. Yeah, as they're walking off, I'm just going to take that coin out, kind of start rubbing that ash off of it, and then just kind of like thinking it over, looking, and then get off. It's not as obvious until after the fact, but you can feel a presence, or at least an intention, leave the area. Mm. Mm. He was like, quiet the prayer to Quaylathon, thanking him for this mercy. <laughs> okay. 
all right. So you t- you two are going through. Is there any is there anything that you're looking for in particular, or are you just are you just helping Merrick to sort the chafe from the wheat, so to speak? Are there any other wounds that seem kind of strange on any of the folks there, or are they just looking like? Uh, make a medicine roll. Six. As I'm asking, Merrick's asking questions, I would, can you determine if they're hiding anything? Is, is their answer shaky or not? Yeah, you're in, you're in process. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, Sergeant. Um, so I would, I would just be curious where these people came from. Um, where are you from? What's going on? How did you get here? How long have you been on this ship? Trying to see if they have the same answers or different answers. The story camp. The story comes out in bits and pieces, and there is um, there is some variance in there, mm-hmm. but essentially you run into three categories. So you have um, you have the slavers themselves, and uh, your interview process with a rolled really well so with the with the with the yeah over there uh with the so actually so did merrick although you guys were looking at different you were looking at overlapping but at you were focused in different directions right you were basically looking at security to make sure somebody didn't bs their way into the city and you're looking you're also looking at that but you're trying to get you're kind of trying to collect the story Mm -hmm. uh so a few things emerge one of them is that these are indeed the gentlemen who perpetrated the slavers that were up top are indeed the gentlemen who uh, perpetrated, or at least, or at least, um, uh, aided and abetted the slaughter inside of the farmhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's piece one. Piece two is that there are indeed about. Uh, it winds up being about fifty below decks, mm-hmm. and all told, and about twenty of them are just straight up slaves. Uh, and have been, you know, are in various states of uh, disarray, mm-hmm. both mentally and physically, and they're going to need, some of them are going to need some help. Uh, one or two of them, even with a six, with your nose, there's just no way that you can miss the very pungent scent of, of rot uh, on their bodies. And uh, one of them, you know, an older gentleman drops to his feet, Bless ye, bless ye, and tries to like grab, like grab your skirts, and just is sobbing into your into your legs if you allow it. There, 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 there. And then there's a third uh, group that I I'm thinking about the Uralit cultural back history. You, you kind of get. Uh, to the Germentum folks, this would be repulsive, but you have about 30 of them who willingly sold themselves into slavery. And so they're, they're there basically for room and board mm-hmm. uh, and maybe training uh, if they're lucky. Okay. Um, and they tell you about friends who didn't make it and friends who once they were slaved, uh, once they were supposed to be in servitude to the ship and then they got thrown off they got sold it up, sold again at, so at a different places against their will and, you know, like that. So it's not like they've had a great time either. 
it's part of the process. Once we get them all, I would ask, you know, whoever the sergeant is that's kind of gathering them that we're in the city, we'd like to keep them in one spot because we still want to figure out what we're going to do with them. Uh, we don't want them just running around, for example. Yeah. You were dealing with the formidable Prumlo Grumblebelly. Prumlo Grumblebelly. Prumlo? Prumlo, as opposed to Prumla, who is... Mm. Prumlo. Yeah, Prumlo Grumblebelly. <laughs> well, Prumla, Prumla <clears throat> is the one who's currently potentially going to be a, another wife for you. Um, but Prumlo Grumblebelly uh, is, has a bizarre story. He was born in Zahar. Uh, he is the physically largest and strongest Kithki in Jeramentum, except who does not have the old power. But he's he's uh, rocking, I believe, a nine strength, which is freakish for a Kithki. Yeah. Um, and his wife, uh, his first wife is Fenyol, is Sergeant Fenyola Deeperfern. Oh, Girl. And he's so yeah. he's a sergeant as well, right? And he's a sergeant as well. Yeah. Power couple. He always tells a story about how uh, about how she about how she swept him off his feet, and that was it for him. Hilarious. Literally. I love that. Because <laughs> remember, she has the she has the one of the few Kithki articulated plate mm-hmm. sets in the city. You know, it's mm-hmm. running. Around. With your permission, Domine. Sergeant Grumblebelly. All right, promo. I like to get these, all these, all these uh, individuals rounded up and fed and watered in the city, and then we can figure out what to do with them. Some of them might be good for fighting. Some might be good for the city. Some might be good for the pens. Uh, pardon me. Uh, this is this is you're about to walk off. So this yeah. will be the last time you have access to him, and you're and you're still at least a torch away from finishing this process. Um, he says. Uh, Charis, at your service. Um, He's the one who dropped his weapon eagerly with a smile. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, terrified smile. Yeah. And I know that he's one of the slavers responsible for... Okay. Yeah. Um, So, uh, uh, he says, perhaps I can... And this is with his hands tied behind his back. You know, Mm -hmm. perhaps I can be... Some uh, some assistance with uh, organizing everyone. I I am quite aware of the proclivities. A- after all, just just a moment, good sir. Just uh, yeah. and he's, gag him as he gets. Yeah, just gladly. Okay, we will speak later. How many uh, slaves have now come up from, or how many people? Does it feel like the ship is empty? The ship. It, if you stay through the whole process, it's going to be about uh, two torches, so two hours. Um, because he's he's checking them for security and she's gathering intel on their story. So how many do we think is left under under at, at this point everybody has come up, but you still probably have about twenty left to process once he when once uh, okay. Titus uh, Lord Titus takes off. Part of me is kind of pulled to go into the bow of the ship. Okay. Um, because it's really dark, and there's something about it that, like, I have never seen a ship. No, you haven't. This is my first time on a ship, and I'm also something about about being pulled into the underbelly of the ship. I don't know why. Okay. And I would just kind of mess, whisper to her, like, see if you see anything interesting down there, any objects, any any stow, stow treasures. Aye. Or more individuals are hiding and waiting. Okay, and I'm just going to slowly slip down um, as the as everybody's as out. everyone's coming okay. up I'm going to slip down um, they're also being escorted by soldiers by, right? by the Myrmidon yeah. yeah okay so I'm going to slip down and I'm going to do kind of a, a stealthy check down there 
Okay. Uh, you make your way down. Uh, are, you, are you prowling down? Are you being quiet and careful? I'm being very quiet and careful, and this is my first chance to use my incredible stealth. Use abilities. your stealth, all right, do it. Yeah. Do it. Uh, why? Um, <laughs> On that's going to be 14. Okay. I mean, you're that's solid. You're pretty. You're pretty quiet. It's solid, and there is. Uh, and I'm also factoring in as GM Alley that there's still a fair amount of noise and activity going above your head. You hear the feet. You hear well. You hear you know. You hear mm-hmm. some uh, some yelling, and the seagulls are being particularly obnoxious today. <laughs> <laughs> and. And then there's a there's a, a bird that you've never quite identified. That's also um, that's also in the background. That's quite distinct. And that you hear that you hear around, but you've never actually seen what bird makes that noise. So you come down. <laughs> you come down. You know you love it to be cut. So you uh, uh, you come down, and considering the mayhem. That was that was up top just a torch ago. It's eerily quiet down here, mm. or at least not in an auditory sense, but in an energetic sense. It's oddly quiet down here. You do see uh, two or three corpses that are down here, and you don't know what those stories are, but those are fresh. I mean, remember there were sounds of screaming and fighting uh, going on, so there was some we'll call it border friction at the very end there, and. You're seeing um, this. You don't need to make a roll for instance. I, I'm picturing her again. Always when I'm just as a general rule, y'all. For those of you who haven't played with me as Jam before, whenever I'm narrating through these things that your character is doing, if there's something that you, as the player, want to veto because that's not what your character would do, please tell me. All right. But I'm just I'm picturing her kind of prowling yeah. quietly uh, right down the middle. Mm-hmm. And maybe because she's so sensory driven, and this is new, maybe even putting a hand out yeah. and touching some of these long oars. I mean, you're intelligent. You understand how, in theory at least, you understand how the oars would dip into the water and how they would operate. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you're seeing, because you did, you did come down here and you're running your hands along it and feeling, is you're hitting the clink of chains. Because what they did is they took those 20 and they made sure that they were all on the inside of the row so that you could not see them from the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not, they're maybe slavers, but they're not stupid. They know where they, they knew where they were going. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, you go through, uh, some, maybe, you know, the stray thought of some poor wretch who is moments away from salvation, getting stabbed to death or trampled. There's one, there's one guy who just looks like he got straight up trampled. Mm. He lost his footing as in the melee and got stepped on by a dozen people as they were, you know, grappling with each other in close quarters. But you, uh, you make your way through, and uh, the smell, pungent, misery, uh, urine, uh, stale food, some some rotting. You know that Wesa would be appalled by the stench down here with your iron gut, though. You know, you observe it, but at this point, it's meaningless to you, mm-hmm. unless you want it to be. Um, again, going by her early days, where the sensory input was overwhelming, but you do have a freaking twenty con, so you can slam down the iron if you want to, if you need to. So, how how receptive is she now, Ali? Right now, 
Um, I think that she is, the smell's not bothering her too much um, okay. on a like physical level. On a mental level, I think the, the kind of savagery of humans is kind of hitting her right now. And so it's, the, it's, it's naked and unalloyed here. Yeah. Uh, I think she's like kind of getting a new and strange download about maybe the, the wickedness. Because um, she understands death. Like death isn't scary to her, but it's the senselessness and the smells and the torture and the, the treatment that's starting to kind of sit with her in a, a way that feels totally unholy. Okay. Uh, that, that all makes complete sense to me. No. So, um, do I see anything as I'm walking, like, back, uh, like, further in the ship? Do I see any rooms or compartments or anything of note that stands out to me? As you, as you walked behind, uh, yes. So, uh, now that you've turned around, you can see that behind the stairs, so you'd have to walk around, but behind the stairs, it looks like there's a fairly substantial compartment mm. there. There's a door. There's a door there, and then at the far end of the ship, again, there was a there was another substantial, like you know, kind of in, in this section that's not um, that's not road near the near the forecastle. There's it looks like there's another beefy compartment, and they're also I neglected to say there. It looks like there are also cots that are swinging. Uh, from all over the place, and you have clothes that are um, that are on twine, that are also kind of swaying with the ship uh, in the breeze. Evidence of meals uh, eaten here. So, this was where the propulsion happened, but a lot of living happened here too. And when you're a literal slave, presumably for the ones who sold themselves into slavery, uh, when you're a literal slave and your life just revolves around doing what your masters tell you to do, then you know. It's a. It's nice to have zero commute. Mm-hmm. And as I like walk slowly back towards that compartment, that door on the other end. Um, Go ahead. Uh, do I hear anything? Any anything going on on the other side of the door? Or do I sense anything? Beautiful, isn't it? You hear whispered into your ear. Oh! What do you do? Um, I'm going to quickly look around and see if anyone's there. Okay, you spin. I spin. Uh, make an investigation roll. Spin around, right around. 20, dirty 20. Ooh, nice! Yeah. You... <laughs> you catch a glimpse of someone darting into deeper shadow. And can I tell it's not just an apparition, but a real physical human being? It seems to have some substance to it. Okay. Even though it moves extraordinarily well. The thought that comes to you is a panther in motion. And the voice, but opposite where it should be, But not, I think, as beautiful as you. Show yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And the so the first bit of chuckle from one direction, Mm -hmm. another bit of chuckle from from a second direction. I'm gonna um, 
Now you know roughly where this person dove into darker into darker shadow. I know roughly where. Yeah. All right, I'm going to uh, pull Winter's Harvest from my shoulder and say, "Roth, is that you?" No, but close enough. Oh, honey, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a woman's voice, but uh, aside from Lady Vale's, it's one of the, it's one of the deeper female voices that you've that you've heard. There's a little husk. It's a little husky. I tell you what, if that first one is stupid enough to tell me no, I may be back. Mm. It's a nice enough ride. And from, again, from a bad angle, from where the voice was, mm. make a... Actually, you know what? I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you ride off of that twenty. Right on that dirty twenty. Yeah. Because you're still. Because you're still totally focused, right? Okay, you yeah. haven't. You haven't broken eye contact, or you haven't looked away at all. I no. don't think. No. Uh, through this. Okay. There is another hint of motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, deeper in to the shadow, and then, so she moved, and had you not caught that hint, the key that's now sliding toward your feet would have looked bizarre because it would have looked like it was coming from the wrong direction because mm-hmm. it's not where the voice, you heard the voice last. So basically she's trying to Batman you mm-hmm. and she's pretty damn good at it too. Awesome. She's pretty damn good at it, but you're just particularly dialed in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, your senses are alive mm-hmm. again. And so this key slides up. Um, I'm going to quickly pick it up. Okay. And not quite, she didn't roll quite high enough to, uh, I try to keep it real, even, even, even with real cool. So she slid it, she slid it, she didn't, she, she was trying to get it to where it just came right to your sandal. Mm. <laughs> it didn't quite make it though. So you, so you, you pick it up and unless you're mistaken, it looks like it's the key to the compartment behind you, behind the stairs. I don't. Um, in that moment, I'm going to just look at the key. And I'm going to, again, shout into where I think she is in the shadow. Right, the second, the second the place second she's place. moved to, yeah. And I'm going to say, show yourself if you're brave. And the only answer is a soft skittering off of one of the oars. So, Wesa, mm-hmm. you hear in the middle of your gathering and your story, your story gathering, you hear a little, and you're almost, because you have, yeah, your, yeah, your passive perception's crazy. So uh, there's always a part of you, because of your training, mm-hmm. there's always a part of you that no matter how drawn into whatever conversation you are, you had it burned into you from the time you were, you could think that you never get so distracted that you can't hear the tread of the assassin's knife, or the assassin's sandal, and the slip of their knife out of their sheath. Um, your mother, you and your mother have many differences with one another, but you cannot fault uh, the skill set that she imbued into you. Mm-hmm. And that training serves you well because your subconscious mind picks up something, snaps your attention over there, and you hear what, what to your mind sound like, sound like someone very quietly slipping into the water. On like the far side of the ship. Oh, can I? 
I would like to go and okay. look. Okay. So you're you're almost done, or you're I'd say seventy. Where are you going? You're seventy five percent of the way through. See how you like take off. Yeah, no, and she just yeah, and she just leaves. She uh, she just leaves. You. Uh, I give him a little look. That was a big look. Okay. Do I know uh, that look? Yeah. Uh, make. Is one of your expertise uh, skills um, investigation, hun? Me? Yeah, like one of your no. special. Spe- okay, I didn't think so. All right, so go ahead and make a go ahead and make an investigation roll. Okay. <gasps> Ooh! Yeah. Crit. Yeah. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she rolled really well too. Yeah. Okay, so what's your? So it's like a twenty-one. What's your total? Twenty-one. 20, twenty-one. Okay. Unfortunately, what? even even on that, there's a yeah. She rolled well, and she can get well over in excess of a twenty, like some of you guys can on your stuff. Um, Fine. But with that, with that, what she can't help is uh, is the little ripple of water. Mm. And so you look, you know, that just confirms what you heard, and it was the ore was, um, like I said, pretty. Back yeah, here. yeah, back, yeah, back, right. back there. And while all attention is starboard, and of course the Myrmidon swarming around him to make sure nobody gets froggy, and then, um, uh, and then Merrick and his Grumblebelly counterpart, as sergeants, kind of manhandling people or doing whatever they need to do to process them. Nobody was really looking at that far, uh, at that far corner. Even the archers at this point are focused on the action here, or on, or on the screaming lady out on the beach. Or not screaming, but you know, grousing lady out on the beach. So you see this ripple. What are you doing, Wayser? Corner. <sighs> Merrick, there's someone in the water. He sprints over there. I, I don't Dashes. know who. I don't know who, but we need eyes. Where? Pulls out his bow. I, I pull. I it. told you, no jumpers. No, <laughs> 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 that's fair. That's fair. Uh, make a investigation roll. <sighs> This Merrick might actually make this. Mm. Uh, no. 18. 18? Yeah. Eh. Um, not bad. But you're you're looking you trust Wesa. I mean mm-hmm. you, you you know she's you know extraordinarily observant. She's pointing at where the splash was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But by the time you get over there, uh might be. Might be disturbance, but of course, with the gentle ripples coming in and out, it's it's difficult uh, difficult to tell. You don't you don't see anything more than she points out. I don't see any head pop up or anything. Mm-hmm. And remember, y'all have not yet, even those players you heard it, you haven't yet communicated with maliciously. I will attempt to reach out and see if I can det- if I can feel that individual's sure. blood. I mean, that's, Merrick's just like, yeah. something just happened. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, yeah, that makes great. sense. That makes sense. Um, you feel something rise up in you, and it doesn't feel, uh, it doesn't feel normal. I mean, it doesn't feel like what you're used to, but you kind of intuit that it's along the lines of what you just projected into your last, into your last arrow. So you're like, I don't know if I want that coming out. Or you can if you want. No, no. It feels really aggressive, though. Like no. what's bubbling up in you? That doesn't feel like something that's a that's a quiet probe. 
I did tell him not to jump. <laughs> I will. Uh, that is excellent rational. Tell him. Tell him. I will. Uh, you know what? I will let it. Yeah, because I, I want to see if it actually uh, if they like scream or identifies them. So I will let it happen. Okay. Cool this up real quick. Really cool. <laughs> Yeah, all the stuff. Okay. Um, so you hear. Let's see. You're you're the closest to Merrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're you're up there as well. Yeah, I'm tending to all the sick yeah. people. Um, before I adjudicate that, go ahead and make a just make a med- a medicine check, Randy. Uh, dean. Uh, twenty-one. Wow. Nice. Okay. Cool. That's nice. Yay. Rolls are picking up. Rolls yeah, are yeah, picking up this session. Dice. That's good. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, did Donna get you that? He did. That's awesome. I mean, how was he rolling before? Somebody had it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, okay, you've you've gone through uh, by this time, unless you unless somebody told them not to. Uh, you know, those pesky Kithki healers have a mind of their own, so they're not going to wait around. They're kind of paramilitary. Because mm-hmm. um, they, you know, they'll, they'll march with the Myrmidon if they need to, but they see themselves as their own thing. Mm-hmm. So now that they know that there was a ruckus uh, over here, they've they've arrived, and but long before they get there, they're expecting a lot worse. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh, wow, you did really good." Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, for a, for a double, and the other one kind of kind of slaps at her. No, what are you talking about? Just just good overall. And so what I would have done is I probably would have triaged the ones that are just superficial or they just need a little bit of rest and healing sure. versus the ones that are like on death's door versus the ones that are just, they need some medical time. And I, and I believe you said, this is just for the GM's brain, you, uh, you alighted over all of the slavers and you focused on, mm-hmm. the, on the slaves. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's what I, that's what I was tracking. Okay, great. Um, okay, with that good of a roll, uh, yeah, I mean, you find... Uh, you find the rot. You find some rot that is going to need to be cauterized. Um, I don't know how. I know this may seem like a really funny thing to some people. Really don't like that kind of description, but yeah, you're finding some heinous. You're finding some heinous things in the rot um, that need to be burned out. So uh, you you ask around for. Uh, yeah, we may get there, but not this <laughs> session. <laughs> not this session. Um, and. Uh, do you ask the Myrmidon to like uh, find a hot iron for you? Sure. Do you want to try to? Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, you're there for about two torches, yeah. all told. The the three of you are there for about. They're basically here to help us. We're here to help the slaves. So yeah, I'm absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, when I said all three of you, uh, Merrick, Wesa, and Marcus are there for about for about two torches. Understood. Um, and oh, more for our, I know you're tracking more for podcast. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Love you, Justin. Uh, so, um, yeah, you okay? Yeah, they especially once he's gone, and Sergeant Merrick is doing his thing. Uh, Sergeant Grumblebelly is just like, "All right, get it on, go, go, do what the devil says." And so these little kithki feet run off. They skitter, and in a surprisingly short amount of time, which means they didn't. They must have had some means of getting this on the beach. They're back. And you're holding the poor, uh, the poor bastard down, and but yeah. he's gonna. It's it's better. It's better than losing the limb. Right. 
So he's going to have a nasty scar, but he'll he will recover because of your because of your actually tender ministrations. <laughs> okay, so all of that uh, all of that was happening. Uh, you let this know. This is interesting because I know what the rule I know what the rules say about this, Corey. But to me, especially since you since it's framed as kind of that bloody intent. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this is what happens. <laughs> so well, you whatever makes sense for this campaign. You're trying to yeah yeah you're trying to, um, and you feel uh, so this time it starts squarely in your heart. You feel this bit of because Roth never does anything without a little bit of pain, even even for her favored. So there's a. Uh, have you ever had a moment, it's not a heart attack, uh, like really, really mild angina, where you've had like a, ah! Yeah, a little pain. And some people think it's a heart attack, but it's not. And it's it's quick, but it's pretty intense when it happens. So just a, uh, um, to remind you that you are her supplicant. And it runs through your, it runs, but instead of just dissolving in your heart, it runs down the arm at almost the speed of thought, comes into your fingertips, and as you, and as you reach out, now this is, uh, and you're remembering, because you're you're now a master of the bow. You're now a legit master of the bow. Uh, with it, because you have that bump in archery now. So as you were pulling, it wasn't the power didn't come from back here on your right where you're drawing the bow, and that you know from the old power that you're used to. Mm-hmm. It was as the arrow was loosed and it was flying that it picked up a carrier and now you know in your fingers because as you're as you're reaching out two droplets of redder than red blood fly out and try to seek something but it's just pure blind aggression Mm -hmm. and you know that you know that they're just instinctively seeking out like you know god you know god's help some fish that's Unlucky enough to be in the way. So it's seeking out aggression. Basically. It's seeking out. It's seeking out blood. Blood. That's what I thought. And it's redder. It looks like blood, but it's almost hyper real. Mm. And for that split second, for that, for that, less than a heartbeat, there's a part of you that find it that finds it quite beautiful. It's like two twin rubies glistening in the sun, <laughs> and then it's gone <sighs> under the under the waves. Can I see any of this? Uh, make a perception check. Cool. Yeah, 22. Uh, yes, ma'am, you can. <laughs> only only because you're standing right there, but you're, but you're like, okay. Yeah, internally, just like, oh, Merrick. <laughs> <laughs> there have been, been some changes. Yeah. Like, silly little butt like I do. <laughs> and <laughs> as that happens, Wesa. Mm-hmm. You feel something rise up in you in response. Mm. You realize you feel a new for you. (laughs) For you, you feel a new sort of (laughs) sensation. But for you, you feel it in gut and nose. Mm. You feel it rise up to protect you. Oh. You feel like if you needed to, you could snort it out to Merrick right now. Snort it out? Hmm? What does that mean? <laughs> that you can actually snort, snort like the uh, like the old Empire pug. 
Hmm. In a protective way? It feels protective to you in that in that moment. Hmm. This is so funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Synergies. Discovery. Yeah, in a, uh, in a way. And then, of course, your hand is going to want to move in a certain way, too. Like, just instinct. Like, you get, like, it's itching to kind of do one of these where it's a circle, an inward circle. Huh. This has never happened before. No. But now that, now that light calls to like, you just felt that. But it, it feels, it feels more of, more like a defensive thing welling up in you. So do you follow that or no? Do you let it subside? You, unlike him, this you have full control over. This is just you and your birthright. No, I wouldn't let it go. I would contain it. Okay. I'd be kind of frightened. Okay. Oh, you one of these? Uh, no. Okay. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna charge you for that. I thought about it, but I'm not gonna charge you for that. Uh, thank you, Corey. Just offered me uh, one of the one of the uh, hunter's marks. Uh, okay. So unbeknownst to anybody then, because you're in, in true ways of fashion as you're staring off. I mean, this all happens in like two, two seconds or something. It's like, it's like two little like freaking <laughs> two, sm- two small tadpole. people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two small people at the edge of the ship in the, in the midst of all this. Your hand um, just lightly, then your fingers come in, on, come in on themselves instead of the circle. But it's there. It's there waiting for you. When you need it. Do I have any sense if I feel like it's protective from Merrick or whatever's in the water? Uh, with a twenty-two, you do. You, you. Uh, it rose up as it felt something next to you, dangerous. Ah, makes sense. Yeah. Remember, you're still learning about your body. It does all kinds of crazy, just fourteen crazy years old. stuff. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that, and that, my friends, is called a metaphor. Woo! <laughs> so, <laughs> I just sneak them in all the time. Um, so, kiss your children. Uh, all right. So do my tadpoles find anything, or no? They I, just they just go off. They just vanish thing. into the. They just vanish into the water. Okay, I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give Katrin some love. Hello, here. some love. So, Katrin, as all of this is unfolding, you see you uh, you lose Nalishly uh, as she as she descends down onto deck because you would at some point you had moved up. I did not actually. Oh, you did not. No. Okay. Um, so Good. the moment that she called out for Livia, uh, I followed her. Okay, so you changed plans and yeah. you. Um, they got this. Okay. I don't, all right. I don't You're not worried about that. Yeah. I'm more worried for her than I am. Them. Okay, so that goes. Um, I doubt you need this reminder, Donnie, but I'm just going to remind the player since it has been a bit of time because we pre-recorded the last session that you have your enamorata, your badly injured enamorata, waiting at the Hall oh, of yeah, Healing. That's okay, I've been trying to wrap it up. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I didn't think you needed it, no. but I just, I just wanted to, I just wanted to state that. Uh, okay. The love of your life. Oh, it's okay. So, um... Sick. <laughs> yeah, you're... You have to drop pictures of me while I'm asleep. You're... Ooh. Or spies on you like, like a creeper. Ooh. <laughs> so you're, you're going along, and... And to no one in particular, the, uh, the lady says, it is, it, is it always this tiresome? I'm exhausted. I'm telling you, utterly... Absolutely, unspeakably exhausted. 
<laughs> Can I do something ridiculous? Probably. I love that. Probably. Not only are you a will worker, you're a specialty in illusion. You're you're an illusionist. So. I want to conjure a chair right next to her that she can only see in her mind. Okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> so you're going to you're going to weave yes. you're going to weave in the eternal river. Yes. Uh, so this is that you're actually weaving quite a glamour <laughs> because you're weaving in such a way. This is the second circle. This is the second circle act. Mm-hmm. This is the sec- second circle spell. So this is actually this is the most significant uh, mystical thing you've ever done to this Whoa. point. Whoa! So <laughs> a chair. So you, a chair. So you quietly, so you quietly weave this. Oh, well, you can see. And that does have. You don't have any special abilities as far as um, not needing to speak or uh, or gesture for this, right? I don't believe so. I think you still have to. I still have to. Do I still have to say stuff? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know about the gesture, but uh, she can make one up. Let us look. She's you, been practicing. You know, you you can, <laughs> and in this world, spells, uh, magic in general, will working in general is so yeah, yeah, um, verbal and somatic. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's so rare that the uneducated, ironically enough, to reference the lady. And such things won't necessarily know. Now, you would expect Adrian would know these kinds of things, mm. and other uh, other sages would understand what to look for. And since we haven't uh, talked about this um, act of will before, Anika, what makes sense for you as she's weaving? As she's so, it's going to have to be something. I mean, you're standing behind the lady; she's not paying. You know, mm. um, as a as one person says, Dickie McGee's acts attention to you, you know? So you could, you you may as well be on a different planet for all she's concerned. So mm. you can gesture to your heart's content. Mm. Um, what, do you, what makes sense is you're putting this act together, this significant act together. I think because it's so significant, I want it to be just very plain. The, the act of when she does, um, like, Lux. I'm listening. I'm with just, light, she'll no. just kind of flick her hand. But with this, I want it to kind of just be the opposite, and so she'll go out. So she'll do this. Um, but very, like, very, like, down here, like, right next to her, like, thigh, like, very, very small, very small, because I don't want her to. I'm gonna say, see it. I'm gonna say with the second, the second circle spell, you need at least two gestures. Two gestures? Yep. That's Ooh. aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> so out, no, out makes a lot so of sense to out, me. Out, and then I'll push down probably. Oof. Oh, I like that. Ooh, okay. Ooh. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good, baby. Sit down, lady. Yeah. All right. So you feel this, you feel this rush of mana greater than any you've personally handled Mm. before. You have handled, you have been um, working in conjunction with Figulusneus when you were working her, making her Dagger of Venom. Mm. Uh, You did, uh, there were moments where you were holding more than that, Mm. but there you were just holding space and you were just holding the weight of it and making sure that he could do kind of the the fine arcane soldering, so to speak, that he Mm. needed to, to finish that alchemical recipe. Whereas this is all you in the field. Uh, and you see these vermilions, pinks, shot through with veins of orange, come to your hand <laughs> and enter her. And <laughs> she gets to make an intelligence saving throw. I love it. All right. I'm curious about her intelligence. This poor lady. <laughs> this poor lady. 
Um, what sort of birthright versus intelligence? I, and I will remind you mm. that you can, uh, so you're concentrating currently. Mm. Uh, this lasts up to one minute. Sure. And <laughs> so funny. A full minute, guys. Yeah. A full minute, so 10 combat rounds. Mm. And this seemingly benign thing, you can literally kill somebody with this in this version of mm-hmm. D&D. They do not wake back up. That is actually psychic damage you're dealing to them. Mm-hmm. So you feel it, and this whole... That, and it's so funny to you. You almost laugh, but you have just enough I control that you don't. I have to concentrate. I can't laugh, because if I laugh, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> make, a, uh, make a sleight of hand roll. She is not looking, so she's not going to spot you, but I want to see if... 14. 14. Okay. I'm going to give two of them a chance. So the one who was the man who was bug-eyed with fear, mm-hmm. who, was, who, who interposed himself between you and, the lady, and his lady and tried to steer you away, mm-hmm. um, he looks, he looks at you and <laughs> pulls his lips in. What's the word? <laughs> And this huge rush of arcane energy. Just flows right into the base of her skull. Permeates her her lissom form. Oh my god. And where do you place the chair? Um, I wanna place it next to her to where she can she can kinda see it, but not really. And then I want it to look That's credible. I want it to look like a chair that she sat in before, mm-hmm. but something a little bit like elevated, like a like a nice chair, so that she wouldn't feel like she was sitting on a wooden piece of like shit. So it's like I want her to. You have to describe it to me because you do not know what is normal for her as a chair. Do I know or have I seen any pictures of chairs in Leptis Regium from books? Oh, make a history roll. And drawings. Make a history roll. This is such an elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> it's so a whoopsie. It's so great. You said history? Mm-hmm. Uh, 18. As a matter of fact, you have. Look at that. <laughs> uh, on a, uh, a, a, pictorial, a pictorial review of various eras of the empire, mm-hmm. including Leptis Regium, was the, was the <laughs> manuscript. <laughs> <laughs> what a pool! <laughs> so you pull that, you pull that out of, out of your flawless, jerker. out of your flawless memory. Yeah, a real page turner, Corey. <laughs> and it flows in, and she says, "Oh, well." Eventually, eventually, looks kind of bobbing, tiredly bored. Looks over. Oh, oh, goodness! My word. I may have to reevaluate the, 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 the thus and such about this place. There's a certain je ne sais quoi about this beach. All right, then. Someone actually, yes, my goodness. And she, so her, her handmaiden is giving her a look as she, as she starts a perfect pantomime, an unwitting pantomime of this chair. And she starts inspecting it like a real connoisseur, Anika. Like, like someone who understands her ways around what's the art. And she says, just, my goodness, I think this, this may actually be, yes, when the original, when the original Stevus Gurnius performed in front of, in, performed in front of the emperor himself. Oh, I, 
I, with the sunburst and everything, look, the chimera head. Oh, Felka, look, look, this is, this is extraordinary. It's absolutely extraordinary. Oh, dear. And her handmaiden's eyes are just getting bigger and bigger <laughs> and bigger. I'm dead. Domina, I, I don't see anything. Of course you don't. You, she says, that's because you have to look with your eyes, not with your mouth, Falca. Oh, and <laughs> she says, finally, at long last, I can, I can rest my weary, aching limbs on something befitting a woman of my refinement. And she goes, she gathers her silk, uh, her, her silk gold, gilded ter, uh, Tyrian cloak, uh, Tyrian purple cloak. She sits down. <laughs> worth it. And every oh, worth it. Oh, worth it. <laughs> what? What? Okay. Now. Does she not actually sit on it though? Because it's no, no. in her head. No, she tries to sit on it. Okay. That's why that that's why there was this horrified yelp. Uh-huh. She tries to do a Roman chair in the air and baby she ain't doing it. <laughs> Hilarious. Love it. So uh, are you what are you doing with the chair as she as she sits down? Does it like what happens? Does it go through her body? Like what happens in her head? It's kind of bizarre, Anika. Oh, so it's kind of just like popping out of yes. her body. Oh, oh shit! She she starts batting and screaming. No, no! And she gets up. Domina, Domina. <laughs> Must be dehydrated. She did. Uh, she <laughs> digs her. The lady digs her nails into the into the wrist and the back of the hand of one of her handmaidens. Ah, the handmaiden shrieks. As soon as she does that, I'm gonna take it out. I'm gonna okay. get rid of it. And uh, sh- uh, she pulls She pulls away. <sighs> because she had just had a chair sticking through her face <laughs> and out of her chest. Well, now I know what happens. Hey, there you go. <laughs> it was a test, guys. Everybody's learning. Puberty. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna, Catherine's gonna run up to her, not run up to her, but walk up to her and okay. bow, which, let me tell you, she doesn't right. like doing that. Doesn't even look, just kind of like bl- blindly looking around. It's wretched, it's wretched, I take it all back. My it's lady, absolutely my lady, my wretched. Lady, my lady, what, what happened? No. No. And... She slaps you in the face. And then her handmaiden get her hand, when the uh, both of the handmaidens, one still nursing her arm, get an arm under her and they they steady her up. She can feel the heat. <laughs> it, literally, the lovely flame. Literally, growing <laughs> in her chest. Okay, dear. <laughs> and here, calling out, cousin. Cousin, Ave, welcome to Geramentum. And, huh? Huh? It was wretched. <laughs> it was awful. Oh my God. You don't, you don't know what they did to me down there. I had to listen to them. They were carrying on, moaning, as though my torture, my pain, wasn't at least of equal measure. I, after all, had to listen to them, Kvetch. And, so the Lady of Germentum is indeed making her way down the beach as some poor Kithki runner just ran his 
little tush off to get there in time. And Livia herself, you doubt, you doubt uh, this lady of Leptus Regium uh, knows, but Livia herself, you can tell that she was probably running just before she got through the gate uh, and then came through because yeah. <laughs> you can see there's a little yeah. bit of flush in the cheek. Love and, it. and, Love yeah. it. and oh, are, are we related? Of course we are. We're here. I'll be happy to run down the, the lineage and the genealogy. Um, right. Uh, so, welcome to Geramentum, Lady Julia Drusa Capia Zosh. And uh, at last, at last, I'd practically given up hope. This speech, who knew this speech could be so long? That my travails could be so extreme. <laughs> and so she she goes up to she's she's kind of stumbling almost in a dreamland. Livia, Lady Livia takes her by the hand. There, there, cousin. Come now. It's Jennifer Coolidge from White Lotus all day. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I imagine. Yeah, that's all the big glasses. We'll make everything better. And uh, so, yeah, she, she continues on. Uh, okay. So I will be... Uh, I will be... Oh, what? Oh, key. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And then I want to hit... Um, and then I want to get you off of there. I'm going to say for this little thing, actually, because nobody's down there with you. So you're in private. You take the key. Uh, and initially, you pick the key up. Right, yes. And... You see the flash of motion. Of course, you don't know. You don't know. Later on, you'll confer with them. But in this moment, you don't know that this situation is going on up top with Merrick yeah. and Wesa. Yeah. But you do see her. You see her gone, and you feel whatever whatever presence you could um, sense is which little there was is gone now as well. At least as far as active. And okay. You're there with the stench and the corpses and a key. Cute. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm going to look at the key, look out the window, make sure that the mistress of the bloody soil is gone, um, and then look back at the key, turn around, and walk towards the door. Okay. You, you did not sense, you did sense someone there, um, and probably an agent of some power. You did not, however, and this is important because your character's attuned to this, you did not sense divinity. Directly, the way that your character can sometimes. Okay, uh, you go to the door. It's well crafted. That would uh, be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be doing that yeah. thing to my own yeah. mistress. Yeah, that would be. That'd be actually kind of funny. Uh, you know, Roth might actually find that amusing. You yeah. 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 One of you goddesses that would. <laughs> um, and you turn the key. Yeah. Okay. Push the door open. You're looking at a. Perhaps surprisingly well-appointed uh, stateroom. So you see low cushions. There's a bronze brazier there with some coals that are burning, that are still burning in it. There's some sort of incense lingering in the room. There's a nice meal that's laid out uh, with brie cheese and mm -hmm. fresh meat and eggs. Some sort of pickled vegetables mm. are in there as well. I mean, it's. Um, yeah, that's quite a bit going on. And then there's some sort of bread you're not maybe maybe made out of spelt. It's a bread that's not not typical in, in Germentum uh, that's also out there. And it looks like there's a, a curtained off space. So most of the cabin 
alley is pretty clearly masculine. Uh, you see weapons, you can see a spare set of armor that the captain's never going to get back to. He was working on, apparently he was some sort of leathersmith, and you can see a, a set of leatherworking tools that are there, like a miniature workbench that's set off to one side. Well, again, well-appointed. Um, the tools are nice. And... Uh, Honey, sometimes you think loud. I think I just caught that out of your head. <laughs> and, um, and then, and then you see a section that's clearly been commandeered by the lady, as there's uh, a diaphanous green silk curtain that's been hung, and there's several layers of this thing. I mean, this is this is a this is a level of wealth. You don't really understand coin very well, but you know that this is a lot. Um, that even the even Lady Livia would never squander coin this way, but there's several layers to make the point of this of this Arbellan silk, this highest grade silk that's draped around there, and it looks like whatever bed was there got thrown out, uh, th- uh, thrown off to the side in disgust by the lady, and you can see where the captain's repurposed it, and then she has, you know, something that has to fit because even she's constrained by space. But it looks almost like a child's uh, a child's bassinet, where it's very nice and cushioned, and it looks like uh, pretty pretty new velvet that's in there again with this gold braiding that goes through. Mm. So by far the nicest piece of fur- piece of furniture you've seen in in person. And German. It doesn't go through your chest. Or right. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, only only Lady Julia got to see. Yeah, that's only got to see that. Yeah. Right, so. She'll um, be fine. I'm, I'm gonna like walk up to the silk and kind of touch it, push. It's marvelous. Yeah. Like, it's marvelous. Feels great. It's the softest thing you've ever you've ever touched. Well, that's nice. Um, I'm. I think I'm also gonna. I'm gonna like kind of like go into detail looking in the room, um, wondering why I was given this key. There's something in me that there's like, is there something else here? Okay. Uh, make an investigation roll. Use that slot. Yeah, that's true. Um, 13. You look through, you keep getting distracted by the silk, (laughs) and then, uh, and then you get distracted by what looks like um, the lady's chest that's been brought in. Of course, you know, beautiful metalworking, woodworking, lacquered, all of that. Nice, some, uh, some lovely cherry wood um, that the, that the uh, brazier light and the streaming sunlight coming in makes all the more lustrous. And it keeps pulling you away from it. So you do, you do look, I mean, you do... You do a once over the room, you find some more weapons, probably not interesting to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you do find a coin pouch. I don't know if that's interesting to you or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably not. But uh, you don't, you're not, you're not satisfied with it, but you know that in your current state of mind, you just, you're gonna have to sit with what you've experienced for a bit before you can go back here kind of with fresh eyes. And you, you also, you also know that Wesa and Merrick have some frickin' eagle eyes, mm. you know, toward this uh, toward this kind of thing. They're busy right now, but mm. maybe later. <clears throat> Alright, yeah. I think um, I'm gonna like, does she have any like uh, like shawls or Oh, absolutely. Can I grab one of those yes. shawls and just kind of throw it around me as I walk out? <laughs> I sure, it. what color would you like? Um, is there like a dark purple? 
there's a there is a the only purple she had was the cloak, but there is a there is a dark, almost sumptuous blue. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. And I'm just gonna like observe it, like can I put the silk on my face and then <laughs> and then I'm Aww. just gonna like actually you know what I I think what I'll do and as I'm touching this like blue silk scarf, part of me is like I wonder if I'll see Griff later. Um, and then I'm gonna like tie it onto my, oh, my belt. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's Did you say that out loud? No, no. no. Okay, you just it's thought just, that. It was a fleeting thought of maybe I'll have a different look when a beer comes my way again. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you're walking with these, with these two and finally um, Jason stumbles badly He's trying to put a brave face on it, and Evander picks him up, scoops him up, and is carrying him almost like a child. Um, and one of the, uh, another wave, <laughs> your Kithki healers are coming in waves, Donnie. Uh, another wave of, of uh, um, Kithki healer runs up, and he kind of, uh, Evander starts a bit at them as he's run up by what he thinks are children. Uh, and they say, by the way, when I say Kithki healer, the default is female. Yes. So if you guys haven't noticed. So uh, they they run up and you want us to have a look at them? Uh, uh, yes. They'll do the best. Uh, uh, all right. And they uh, they start looking at them then and there. They've bought they brought pouches, ungents, herbs, salves, bandages. They start cleaning off some of his wounds. Yeah. I'll speak to all of you later. I want to look up and make sure that Miracle Waste kind of have everything under control. And then it's, they, they, have a well, they have a well in hand. I'll walk past okay. any patrician going back to the healing hall. Uh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> you, because she delayed the lady so badly, you almost catch them. Are you going to slow a little bit just so you don't run into them? While I'm going around, I could probably see <clears throat> just Olivia's face kind of going back in that twin kind of like a and then I'll sneak. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like a, oh, uh, and right, right, right as you're moving, uh, Livia says, and over here we have our lovely example of Colin fruit. <laughs> <laughs> and the woman looks over. Well, I must admit, they, they, are, they are so luscious here. Are you sure? You said that was, you said that was third? Fourth cousins, fourth cousins. <laughs> <laughs> and... You quick dip, <laughs> and of course, one of the few things your character has studied is at least to some at least to some extent is genealogy. Yes, you know I that you know that it it doesn't really take very long, Donnie. Yeah, as these families are all completely intertwined with each other, these patrician families, that to to run into a shared ancestor, oh, okay. it really doesn't take that long. Oh yeah. <laughs> And if Livia's if Livia's using a, a looser interpretation, a more a more Kithki perspective a on things, kind, a more kind, yeah. <laughs> a more Kithki perspective on things, and really, sure, she's a cousin. Yeah. And you. I have a question. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Did he see me get? Did um, Titus see me get slapped by her? Make a perception roll. Because <sighs> that was happening ahead of him, but he was kind of. He was still on his way, yeah? He was on his uh, way. He, 14. Yeah, he did. Oh. Oh. You want to do something? <laughs> uh, I was carrying them or whatever, and then Livia probably would have been objected by that, but I, mean, yeah. I would have saw the chair as well, or at least no. just slipping in no. front no, of No, you saw her sit on nothing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, then I would have definitely... Saw her fall on I would have, I would have said something to catch it on the way up. <laughs> just like, fall back. Like, 
Did she fall? Yeah, I don't know what happened. Weird. You don't? Nope. And why did she? I think she's just mad. Maybe overwhelmed. <laughs> overwhelmed. Sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it's she... just an entire, like, I know you did something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, what? Does something figulous of nature happen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, he's just going to keep going, but yeah, that's hilarious. So you. Uh, I wouldn't have imagined a woman just standing there, kind of like maugering out whatever pantomime, a gigantic mm-hmm. chair, and then falling and, sl- and then slapping Catherine. I know it was something. <laughs> it looked, y'all. If you run that through your mind's eye, that oh, looked yeah. really weird to the outside world. Yeah, this is just frustrating. really weird. It's like a word. Yeah, like 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 a word. Weird. Overwhelmed. Be dehydrated. Um, seeing mirages. I'm. I'm so hot. Uh. Let's see, Katrin, even though this is a little, this would be more her role, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you roll. Why don't you make a performance roll? Ooh. <laughs> well, she did. Performance? Because you were bowing and you were doing some of these things and you were just kind of egging her on. It's so awkward. I want to see you. if it was enough. Ooh. Crit. <gasps> Crit? It's there. Hey. 22 total. Okay. Yeah. We're on fire. Oh, uh, let's go. You... <laughs> you gave her just the right amount of sub rasa mockery in your bow, and also looked just enough with just at that threshold where she could smell something was amiss, but she was so discombobulated by falling on nothing and, and seeing herself impaled on a chair that she didn't catch it. I'm going to note down, and even though this sounds funny, and it is funny, it actually does have some uh, some game mechanics to it that might come in later. You've actually managed to reduce her dignitas by a point. Ooh. Oh, 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 shit. oh shit. Let's go. Suck it. The reason, the reason I was going to say... <laughs> with the chair. The reason I was going to say <laughs> it, 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 it wasn't quite enough is because none of her peers were, uh, were seeing that, but she is just not... She has just not regained her composure still, even now. Hell yeah. um, you, you rumbled her. I did. No, you got her Good job. badly. You're welcome. And, uh, she irritated me. <laughs> this is what happens. <laughs> so, I mean... This is what happens you mildly irritate me from a distance. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, when she struck you, it was with the hand of a person who does that without even a thought. There was no mm-hmm. holding back. There was, I mean, it was just... Hmm. Right in the mouth, you know. The only callus she has is the back of her hand. <laughs> yeah. From the yeah, I love that. Uh, you make, um, you make your way back to the healing hall, uh, and finally are able to uh, able to get to Lady Vale. You see herself. You see her um, sitting on sitting on the edge of a cot, <sighs> breathing. Uh, she's been, this is now like a torch and a half later. Yeah. So you see, um, actually, I'm going to roll to see how much she recovered in that interim. Still not really great, but some. Uh, she's been expertly bandaged. I mean, this is freaking Granny Dushine yeah. who did that. Uh, and before you get to her, Granny Dushine intercepts you, takes your hand, as Kithgear want to do, and says... Young lord, I know you want to 
I know you want to speak with her, and rightly so. She has much to tell you. And she's kind of looking off at an angle, so she's not doesn't doesn't exactly see you come in. Although, although Lucretia Tarquinia turns, looks over her shoulder, you see the hint of a smile on her on her aquiline features. Um, the granny continues. I would like just a quick word with you. Absolutely. Thank you. And that's where we will pause that. Oh dear. Come back. And we're back. Thank you very much. So we are going to push on as we always try to cram in uh, <laughs> more than the time allows for. Um, a bit of time, uh, a bit of time passes, and oh, yep, candle of tales, candle of tales, reunite. So that was good. Well, well, well done. Well done there. So yes, our own Melissa got the trivia question. The answer is Jasmine is the name of Merrick's wife. And so, yay, Melissa! So you get that, and she's going to get a. Uh, get a gift certificate to Eldritch Foundry and go enjoy the fruits of her intellect. <laughs> yeah. So and get to see and actually, um, Melissa, Another if you're night. watching, you might you could even make perhaps the character that I will that I'll uh, throw on here because you're in Austin too, baby, and I think I'm going to see you on Saturday. Oh, quick, uh, yeah, quick note: uh, I am going to be running the first Darkport related table. This Saturday at uh, 18.30 at 6.30 p.m. over at Dragon's Lair. So I have two, three, three people um, right now. So if there's some viewers or if you want to bring a friend or whatever, feel free. And we're just going to jump right in. I'm kind of doing some prequel stuff. And um, yeah, and I, th I think it'll be a lot of fun to explore a different part of the campaign world that isn't Germentum because it's going to be set south. Uh, depending on who shows up, depending on who shows up, Leptis. if uh, if we have children, then we will not be doing Leptus Regium. If we have all adults there, we may be doing Leptus Regium. Okay. So I'm going to do a uh, I'm going to do a soft uh, retcon, Donnie, because I um, all that with Granny Dushine happens, but I wasn't taking into account that it was already a torch and a half later, mm -hmm. or you've almost two torches by the time you got to the city. Blah blah blah, all of that. So, um, Lady Vale uh, wouldn't still be here, wouldn't still be at the healing hall, but um, Granny Dushine tells you that, uh, takes you aside, and she would have told you that um, Lucretia's waiting for, waiting for you outside of the keep. Okay. And, or actually, no, scratch that. <laughs> this is, no, this makes more sense. That she's waiting for you in the same spot that you found her at the last time. Mm. Okay. Ooh. And so she takes you aside and you can feel her soothing touch, her soothing presence. And I've always, always, uh, you know, people talk about harshing, harshing the vibe. Well, this is, this is definitely the opposite. This is definitely chilling, chilling the room in a, in a good way. And she, uh, she sits down on one of the toadstool looking um, seating situations that the, the Kithki, uh, grannies and nenas have some elaborate system about who sits where and 
I'll awkwardly sit down at six okay. four, looking down at her. Yeah, like I'll just be really uncomfortable, but obviously. And she takes, uh, she holds your hand throughout that, throughout this, and she says, Young Lord, I've known you since your first breath. I delivered you. You wouldn't remember it, but I do. That man. And finally, the, the brother who's recovered is in a, in a deep, deep slumber, you suspect probably helped along by milk of the rally. When he was terrified, you met his fear with cruelty. I didn't have time. I didn't know what to expect. You met his fear with cruelty. You, she gives your hand a squeeze, can do better. I know. And very soon, you must. She looks off toward the toward the bonfire, where the bonfire would be lit out just outside of the city walls. Maybe very soon. I don't have the sight the way that Yulia, the way that Granny Touchdown does. It's not that strong in me. It just comes in little times and little ways. But I know very soon I'll have choices to make too. You are so beautiful. So are you. <laughs> now reach in. Little kiss on the cheek. She 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 beams, and she says, "Go find your emerald tress, lady." And let's Thank go. You. Always. We'll do better. <laughs> Always, Domini. I uh, so you, you leave, and you. Go to Crypt. You see her you see uh, Lady Lucretia Tarquinia de Michevale standing this time in front of it. Remember last time she was kinda off to the side sketching it. Mm-hmm. Sketching uh, different facets of it. And this time she's standing in front of it and actually kind of between the entrance to the crypt and then the uh, the graveyard. She looks at you, and for the first time that you can remember, she just gives you a simple smile. What did you do? Did you put yourself in danger? To fulfill my word. Ave, Titus Metellus. Ave. She reaches for your hand. I put my hand out. Takes it. Takes a half step closer to you. I told your grandsire much. I'll give you an abbreviated accounting. May I pass the night with thee? Absolutely. She starts walking toward the keep slowly. Mm. I have three scrolls I should write. A conscientious patrician always does these things before he or she goes into a situation that they do not expect to return from. That granny of yours, she's uncanny. Did she tell you 
Oh. She smiles. I see she did not. I'll say this much. I'm glad your grandsire didn't make me back to be his shield maiden. I never thought in my entire life I would offer such a thing. But those animals, they forced me to abandon my ancestral armor. I lost my candle of faith. They diminished me, Titus Metellus. I must be restored. I must be made whole. My dignitas has been reduced because of those things. The entire way that your city has thought of them is wrong. They're not marauders. They're not some unruly tribe. They are a rival civilization at your doorstep. I estimate their forces. Most of this I gave to your grandsire in writing as much as I had the strength at the time by the torch I recover, as you know, as you do. That I estimate their forces at about, as an understrength legion, probably th at least 3,000, as many as 3,500. He's going to meet them in the field. He doesn't want them, he doesn't want them to strike here, and he believes that with our superior organization and mobility, we can harry them, reduce them. He's taking the first, the first, second, and third centuries. I'll be there. Don't leave again. My lord. I'm still mad at you. Whatever word you make, you made a word to me as well. And you left and almost died. But I did not. But you might this time, and I'll be there. Make sure you don't. My lord, she says a second time, and this time she takes both of your hands, stands opposite you, stops walking. Thou will not. Look around you. Look at these silly people with their silly ways and their silly tenderness and free healing and free room and board. <coughs> you have a gift I can hardly comprehend, and I do not say that easily. You have a real purpose in this world. You told me yourself, this is your home. Your blood is tied by bonds of fealty and violence and victory and pride. This could be your home. Do you think my heart is so iron that that thought hasn't crossed my mind? Do it. You still... She holds one hand, but steps, steps to the side, looks up toward the sky. You actually see a, a tremble, a single tremble run through her. I wonder... I came here because I had to have information from the primate of Leptis Regium, and I need, I need, 
the support of the magistrate. I need both of them. Because I'm... I need them because I'm trying to get... I'm trying to have... Ah. I'm trying to have my son remanded to me at a distance. It is an exceedingly difficult thing for a mother who has been exiled to have happen. I will do anything to accomplish this. Do you understand? I'll do anything to help you. Your place is here. And if we fall, this city must have a Vorn at its head. Your sister has a formidable mind. Yes. And a spirit that probably matches yours. But she is a woman in a world of muscle and blood. She would fall. The vultures would be upon you before the corpse was cold, Titus Metellus. And you know I speak truth. I... his name his father wasn't terribly inventive uh, the same Antonius you'll see him again in my heart and I'm going to put my hand over that ruby candle I'll always be with you Don't promise things that you cannot keep. You do not understand how cruel fate can be. Not yet. You will. Promise foolish things. But I promise them. And my word is as good as this city. And if she has a rejoinder to that, she does not speak it aloud. You walk back to the keep. You come back. Uh, you uh, you seek out Wesa as you are thinking about arranging a time, a quieter time, not the chaos, no violence, where you can go back and have her her um, extreme per- perspicacity turned upon the cabin room. And instead, um, well, uh, you find her, and like I said, just to uh, kind of push the pace, I'm going to say that you you finished processing people to your satisfaction. You're pretty damn sure that you sussed out um, anything weird. There was only one person who was a little squirrely, and you erred on the side of caution. Uh, and uh, you're back. You're back at home base. Uh, Publia, though, as she has been doing more and more often, has got Lamonius out, her paramour, out on some, on some basically wild, uh, you know, wild Paisa chase. Mm-hmm. And he's running around. So when you come in and she doesn't, she says, back here. And you see her hard at work, sweating, coming down. 
her solid frame. She says, hey, honey. Oh, you brought a friend. Hello, Nalishly. Greetings. She's cutting at something with her with her Macarian steel blade. What are you up to? Just trying to get the last little... <clears throat> well, sweetheart, I'm never going to fit back into this anyway. So... <laughs> and she lifts up uh, in a forest green riveted leather armor uh, set. By the way, this would be you caught just you never you never saw the scene that Katrin was looking at, but Katrin, as soon as you see this armor, mm-hmm. you're going to know, especially if she's wearing it, you're going to know that this is the same armor that Puglia took into Crystal Remembrance. Oh shit! <laughs> With her, oh, that's so cool. So wow, um, it looks beautiful, but it does. There are some rough hues, uh, some rough spots to it. It's <sighs> trying to make this a present, but here's the thing. I don't have time. We have to leave, Figgy and I. We have to go. Go? There is a new child. We have to find him. It'll be a boy. A boy? Girl, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl, boy. This is the eighth one. Where are you going? Crimson, child of the Crimson. Well, that's a very good question because we don't know where all of these things wind up, but we're going to where it, by all divination well working, it looks like the child has... Arisen, spawned, I don't know what the right word is. Julia. Nalishly. Can I ask you a question? You can ask. How do you know that a child of the Crimson is born? Is there telltale signs? There are. That, my dear, is a two-day lecture by Figulisneus, the Archmagus of the world. <laughs> so I will not try to answer that. But he tells me that there's another child coming, and it's about right. It's been about 20, been about 20 winters. Kind of got an ache in my bones. I'm sort of tied up in the whole thing, too. Um, so you need me to come with you? No. What I need you is to master this armor. <laughs> and she hands it to you. The armor is surprisingly light. Huh. Surprisingly light. She says, that will keep you safer than any leather possibly could. That is that is empowered and enchanted and augmented to its for, to the frickin' gills. Most importantly, it will ease your ability to envenom things and quicken it. It won't make it stronger, all right? It, but it will make it faster and less less effort. I should have... I'm, I'm, I'm a bad Publia. I didn't write down all of the history about it. It's just I always thought I'd have more time. You know how it goes. And there's a whole story around it. Chimera scales, tricking, tricking a green dragon, yada, yada, yada. Um, let's just say you can't remake that. I don't know that we could remake that at this point, me and Figgy. So if it's gone, it's gone. It's not worth your life, but hopefully it'll keep you safe. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So now that you have your dagger, baby, and you have your armor, and you have your fellowship, we're going into the, we're going into the hell zone. So, Hell zone? You're going to have to go dead zone, death zone, zone of death. You know, kind of depends on what barge you hit. Um, ask Katrin 
Oof. Well, Figulusnace won't be around Willy. In a quiet moment, ask her about Spess. It means hope in old speak. Ask her about Spess. Ask her about the children of the Crimson. She knows. She has a flawless memory. She knows everything that Figulusnace does at this point. Just about or everything that he's deigned to tell her. And I've been trying to push his I've been trying to push his damn ass hard. It's been like, I don't know, pulling teeth or something. Little that he has left. Um So I'm guessing I don't know when I'll see you again. This is how it is, baby girl. This is the life. And I'm old and I'm fat and I'm tired and I want out. And but you know what? Who am I to carp? It's been a hell of a ride. Mm. She gives you a kiss on the cheek. Okay, so I'm off to be his, uh, you know, glorified bodyguard, companion, I guess, again. I don't know when my life got taken over by this. Actually, I do. Never mind. <laughs> As she's about to walk out the door, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop her and say, I, I, I think I have some information that might help you. Please? Um, past Figulus's hut, there's a grove, and in this grove, there is a something. I don't know what it is, but it's not from here. <sighs> okay, I'll try to get the nutter to come with us. And Puglia, what's going on with the pastries? How do you mean? Do you want me to run shop, or is Limonius in charge? I want you to do your best. So. Uh, I'm going to interrupt again, Publia. I don't think you are understanding me. Honestly. <laughs> in a grove, Taspigulus is hot. She laughs. There is a thing. The thing that Merrick and I saw on the evening that he was cursed, was blessed, I don't know, but there is something in the grove and... <sighs> Thawne's balls, Nalishly. Are you telling me there's yet another thing in the grove? So not Tipo, not the batshit crazy thing that's almost as powerful as Naos? That I lives under the tree? That gives people nasty time and memory altering and warping. I don't think she's met Tipo. I don't think. Oh, you haven't had that pleasure. Okay. No, he sounds wonderful. I think I would have told you about that. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not that. Oh, right. That other abomination in there. Okay. So you know it. Uh, I haven't actually gone out to sample it. Here's how it goes, my darling. But what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> One last piece of advice, and I mean this seriously because you're a really sweet girl, despite the fact that you can kick almost everybody's ass. Thank you. And she actually reaches out and she takes this calloused, thick, I don't know what you want to call her, hand, but this, this veteran of, of the life. And Publi is actually getting a little choked up. <sighs> there is a man out there 
Because I have a lot to be angry about. And I'm doing my best to make sure that we just boop around him. Because here's what's going to happen. He's already tried to get into the hut. There was already almost a fight. Actually, it, right here. Here, in this building. Yes, ma'am. I talked us out of it. I get it. Griff has a lot to be angry about. And the things that that prince did to Laylee, to the seventh child of the Crimson, to the last one, were unspeakable. And the whole thing is just, it's really quite awful. But we're going to try to make it right. It's going to be a rough time for you, too. But you'll make it. You'll figure it out. Melissa is going to be kind of moved and not knowing what she's doing. She's going to slowly go up and give you a really awkward hug. And slowly. Pat on the back. Mom and North just gives you a slow, kind of a slow burn hug. Mm. And then... Uh, a matronly touch on the side. Mm. He likes you a lot, but he's desperate. And desperate men do desperate things, Nilly. I just don't want your heart broken. Um, I thank you for your concern, but I, I don't think there's anything to worry about on that front here. There's a gleam in her eye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you say so. Doesn't have a heart. But just checking, you are, you are walking to the grove, and <laughs> you do understand what I'm talking about, but you are going to bypass Griff and not see him? I think we can finesse that, and um, I think me and Figgy are going to be on our way, and we'll see if Tipa wants to join us like the old days. And then we'll see if we can uh, steal a child of the crimson out from underneath the most heinous and powerful thing currently in, in the world of Muslim blood that um that killed his wife and killed his son and would have killed him that day but for me frankly Lord Kiarsi Teal's right hand man a demon if there ever was one, if there ever was one mm-hmm. but surely you need more assistance on this pursuit I'm not going to bring you to your death, darling. I just hope you've heard Griff's story. I just hope he chooses life, okay? Yeah. Here's the thing. Once you move, once you remove one thread, they all go. And you can take that in a lot of different ways. I have to start going. I have to start walking or I'm not going to leave. I've gotten too damn comfortable here. Mm. She gives you a kiss. I will think of you. 
keep going. And she leaves. Mm. Lisa just kind of gets very erect and kind of proper about it all. Shop's yours, baby. Have have fun. And I will. I'm gonna turn to Wesa and just slowly pat her on the back awkwardly again. Like I'm trying to comfort yes. her, but I there, there. Take no, no. her hand and just put it down. <laughs> Are you sure, Wesa, you're not gonna miss her? Of course I will. But there's no time for that, and I've been preparing for this for a long time. I well your armor looks very nice. It does, doesn't it? You look fantastic. <laughs> Designer. So great. <clears throat> Marcus, I don't want you to get lost in the shuffle uh, before I before I move on to Merrick and then a final uh, um, and then to finish uh, Titus's scene. So, what are you what are you doing? Uh, I'm going back to the healing hut with the rest of evil. Okay, That's the best place for me right now. I'm going to stop him along the way and get uh, get Alba because she is trained as a healer as well. So She's waiting. Okay. She's waiting for you. She gives you a huge hug. Uh, she does not barrage you with questions. Take her hand and just walk with her quietly in that, that comfortable silence that we have. Yeah, and you you draw, you draw strength as you always have. I mean, even before you were, long before you were wed, actually, you draw strength from her presence. And you have a simple but profound insight that you worship hearth and home and she wherever she's at that's home yeah that's true Saturday man god we it's only Tuesday I worship her man I know when we get to do this again on, we get to we get to film again we are spoiler alert can't wait the, the next one's also going to be uh, pre-recorded because not everybody can make it so uh, most as many people as possible make it on Thursday so we're gonna we're gonna film again in two days but come out normal normal bat time normal bat channel so uh, you also uh, a little bit later but you because um, you double and triple and quadruple check to your satisfaction that none of the slavers are gonna break free uh, and you make sure that the one that Wesa pulled out as being potentially sketchy you set him you still have him bound but you have him set aside and you're gonna focus on him when you get to him, but they can wait. You have truly pressing matter, so you make it over to, you get over to the healing hall, you see Marcus probably um, probably with uh, in, entwined with his wife on one of the larger uh, stretch, kind of stretcher-ish things already dozing off just because he's, he's still recovering. And even though hit point wise you're okay, but you're just you're kind of tired. The wife is there. Yeah, Alba. Alba's there. Merrick wants to walk over. Alba. Huh? Yeah. I apologize. About what, then? I was wrong earlier. About what? How I how I treated you when you were with your son. It was not right. Family is important. Aye, it is. But not that bad. 
And Marcus is, you're kind of in a low dose, so you, you feel his presence, but you don't feel any need. She's stroking, I mean, just with infinite tenderness, tenderness, she's stroking your hair. I uh, lean in towards her, like we're like kind of sleeping, yeah. 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 Is he okay? She reaches out and she tries to give your hand a squeeze, if you'll let her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Already getting used to the Kithki custom, I see. <laughs> oh, had that one long time. Oh, the abs, you know, he's a rock, my rock. It'll be fine. Right as rain. If you need anything, seek out my wife, Jasmine. She'll know. That feller. That's a, that's an odd one, that is. The brother who's just comatose right now. He's going to have a long way back. He is... Has some challenges I think we'll have to face, but hopefully he'll be strong enough willed to face them. You hear Granny, uh, mm, Granny Dushine coming up, and you hear her whisper, kind of, not mutter, but just remark quietly to herself, two hand grabs in one day. And with that, she slips her hand into yours. Merrick, touch Jim. Can I have your, uh, can I have you for a moment? Yes, Granny Dushine, I've been wanting to speak with you. I know. She leads you a little bit away, and the healers, the other healers in the hall, do that thing that Kithki healers are so good, where even though they're in the same space as you, you can feel them withdraw themselves. And they're giving you privacy, even though they're close by. They're not going to hear anything. So, I uh, I noticed a bit of, uh, bit of wear and tear on the bow that uh, Granny Touched Jim made for you. Yeah. Um. I'm. I'm. I'm in a quandary. Uh. Do you know the the grove that Figulus knows about? I know that grove. The other, maybe a tenth day now, maybe a little longer. I I went to it. I was called to it in the middle of the night. And Roth was there, or a servant of Roth. And she challenged me. And she told me truce lies. I believe truce now. And I don't know. <sighs> and she gave me a choice. And the dream and Jasmine and my people allowed me, forced me, to make the choice of not... Have I abandoned the Great Mother by making this choice? I feel tainted. I feel confused. I'm like two worlds being torn apart. Merrick, love, I have an answer for you, but... I think you should talk to the other granny for this. But first, let's have a cuddle. Let's just lie down. Not not unusual for Kithki, by the way. <laughs> like cats. Just have a cuddle. <sighs> she gently gently leads you over to uh, to one of the one of the larger but still kind of Kithki Kithki scaled stretchers, and she lies down. And then she's like, hmm, hmm. Sits back up. Do I 
tries to lie you down. Do I cup her? Do I cheek up? How does that work? Well, she tries to lie you down. Who's the little spoon? Well, she tries to lie you down and have your head and have your head in her lap, and then she in she is uh, she is stroking the top of your head, but you also feel her nimble, precise little fingers hitting different spots on your scalp I like in that. a gentle rhythm. And you start to feel kind of this this cascade of chills, of soothing chills running down your back, down your face. She hits different points along your face, even does this kind of weird thing, but it immediately feels good where she hooks your ear a little bit, pulls it out, and you can feel your ear being drawn, your head expanding again. Some of the pressure, some of the angst that's been building up start to, start to leave. Uh, a few tears. Not crying or anything, but a few tears, just just out of relief, out of pure relief, come through, and you know that your next conversation is going to be with uh, with the. Honestly, at this point, I'll refer to her as the matriarch of of your clan. Down, I wouldn't I wouldn't refer to Granny Dushine that way, but that word pops into your head. Make a make a wisdom check. Actually, two checks. One wisdom, and then. Uh, that second one is a religion roll. Oh, I critted the second one. Ooh. And really? A see wisdom on that would be fourteen. Okay. So with the fourteen, uh, it's more of just a feeling. And you you know there's going to be some kind of reckoning with you and your bow and with your understanding of the old power. But you can't you can't put it into words yet. But you're feeling it. You're feeling the psychomachia swirling around inside of you, and you know that something's got to give. <laughs> uh, the other thing with that, it's twenty on the religion check. Uh, it doesn't usually hit you. Um, you're very focused on the here and now. You have to be. A moment's a moment of distraction is death. But you are still a touch gem, and uh, the and Granny touch gem who you are related to, not directly, but right. related to in the, in the larger Seppu, uh, some of her blood runs in your veins. And so with that 20, you actually catch a glimpse of a very different sort of matriarch who has just now, or perhaps recently, within the last day or so, embarked on a journey of her own. And she's coming toward Germentum. She looks kithky, but you know, she looks kithky, but the undertones are different. The undertones of her skin, the, fe- the features of her face, the way her eyes sit in her skull. And I would think of this as another granny, a matriarch granny. Yeah. Mm. Coming our way. Don't know from where. Make a last roll, make a history check. No. Okay. I'm not, uh, was it a one? No. Okay. It was a three. Okay. Plus whatever, yeah, I probably no, had like a plus. No, that's good. Plus five. Right? No, yeah. that's good. Uh, you, yeah, like I said, this is a rare thing for this character because um, you're so locked on, but something has been stirred, you know, at your at your core and something has answered and she is now on her way. The last thing I will say to her, I, I saved the slaves. 
I saved Titus, I think. He was angry. He was gonna do something. She bends down so she whispers into your ear. First loves are powerful, Merrick, and dangerous. Thank you. And you think and you think back to his heightened agitation as this lady that you know, you now know, you know in your bones he's hopelessly in love with. You can feel that even if he doesn't understand that yet. Uh, you, you know that seeing her laid low to within an inch of her life brought him to a pretty nasty, dangerous place. His foolishness is going to get me killed. <sighs> And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Could <laughs> that be? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna push on this. Uh, make a note, Catrin. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Adrian finds you, mm. and there are there are things that. Uh, boy, this is just this this day. See, I told you guys that we weren't going back and forth in time, and I. And, and I have stuck to that. However, it just seems that we're going to be stuck on the Kalans of Gradus, uh, the first day of Gradus forever. <laughs> so, which is fine. It's yeah, fine. We just had you know, like daylight savings time, right? Yeah, we just had daylight right? <laughs> right. I'm going to blame it on daylight savings. No, this, this, that is so jacked me up. Uh, so um, we have, a, we have a, a, a clock in the studio at, at my request, and I keep looking over there. We haven't reset it yet. I'm like, ah! <laughs> Every time I look over there, I'm like, no, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, um, uh, Adrian has found you exhausted. Uh, delighted is the wrong word, uh, but deeply, with a deep, quiet joy that he has managed to find some halfway through the morass and the chaos and the conflicting agendas that were the three different denominations of the Church of Light that he went into. Because remember, he was in with them, banging it out for seven days and seven nights in Iga, trying to find this very junior, this, this, this very junior brother from Leptis Regium was trying to, but through sheer through sheer dint of brilliance and force of personality and deep compassion was trying to get them to some place that made sense. So we need to play that out, and I want you to have the, the details of that. Does he know how to speak the language that he gave me? Does he? Why, yes. Yes, he does. Have I learned it yet? You haven't had enough time. Are you sure? I am. <laughs> this has all been a one damn day. Okay. Even, even, a day. Even, even you. Even you. Challenging state. You don't forget any of it, and you are at literally as intelligent as a human can be. However, you just have not had a chance to suck the info down. Makes sense. Um, okay, so things happen. Uh, you're in the keep. Uh, you can see the men stirring uh, with with uh, serious alacrity there to get ready. And you have this surreal moment, Titus, when you realize, and it, you can veto me as the player, but I think I have this, I think I have the correct read on this, that you don't give a damn about that right now. 
what you give a damn about is following this woman into the keep and hoarding, sucking down every breath, every moment, every glance, every, and your hope you're wrong, memory that there is to, to take. But this is the eve of war. This is the first, you know, sure, there've been big, there've been skirmishes or even been some, you know, some big set twos out there, but you can feel this is different now because the old lion is taking the field and he's not coming home for a while, if ever. Yeah. Okay. So two highlights. Um, damn, this thing called time and, and <laughs> flowery jamming, flowery detail-oriented jamming. Um, I feel like on that, he probably sure. would be looking out, seeing all the preparations being made, the night torches, everything going all that time way, and then he probably would go over to his room, kind of see Jerem, kind of be like, I get it. And just kind of like have that moment and then go back to her. She looks, uh, well, she... Um, you followed her, she followed you, kind of a joint dance, mm. which is how this whole thing has been going. I guess technically you started it, or you could blame it on her for, for riding in like a pagan goddess on an equine. <laughs> but, yeah, I think for yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's a horse that got you. Yeah. <laughs> and things are so cool. So she cool. looks at the, the horse. But, but, oh, no, sorry. We oh, sorry, no. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Oh, no, no. I stand corrected. Absolutely. Wow. And. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she walks in and you hear something I don't think you've heard this noise before close but there's like a <laughs> sorry and whoa <laughs> she looks and because she says she sees Jerem taking over has taken over your room mm -hmm. and the nenas around her don't are not impressed by this you know patrician chosen warrior striding in there apologies yeah <laughs> and <laughs> she says, do we, do we have to beat the baby in arm wrestling? It'll beat us soon enough. I will help you go back to your son. Don't die. She puts her ear next to your, uh, she puts her lip next to her full lips next to your ears. Next to your ear. Please don't mention that to anyone else. It is a gaping wound, and more importantly, in leptus regium, it is the vulnerability. I shouldn't have said that out loud. That was a moment of weakness. You have my word. Um, if you, there is a chance, I'll just warn you mechanically, there is a chance if you break that in that moment, I'll knock your dignitas down. So the, something passes between you there. That's deeper than even the words themselves. Right. So um, I guess we, I guess we find a different room. Yes. <laughs> and that's her laughing yeah. at the at the absurdity of this of this bastard baby of this orphan not bastard but yeah. this orphan baby to overpowering the yeah. combined dignitas of two chosen patrician warriors. So, <laughs> so you find uh, you find an unused room. There are some happy memories here. There's some sadder, more recent memories, but it's not an infamous room. And uh, just to kind of uh, sluice through this. You see her uh, tear through one scroll, and she's, uh, she says, The contract has already been executed. The room is thine. 
uh, in perpetuity until you give it to someone else. Uh, fifth room down, Philotomus's hall. And she says, again, I, I would like you to rip that up if I make it back. Second, uh, second scroll. This one she really hesitates on. Almost looks like she's going to try to blot something out to correct it. Hesitates again. You've never seen her kind of start and stop like this before. Damn it. I have to bring... I have to bring Harry. I have to. His mobility is too important. Anything to keep you safe. I know this sounds ridiculous and stupid. There have been times where he was my only friend. And now I'm... He trusts me completely and I'm going to put him in harm's way. And again and again. If your sister spies desire a copy, they can have it. There's nothing scandalous in this. I'm updating my will. And she finishes a third scroll. You can see you can see the tiredness now hitting even her. She kind of starts to do one of do one of these where she's starting to fall down and then snap. It's late now. Yeah, I'm just sitting by her. Just... How do you want to be throughout this time as she's as she's carrying out what she feels is it would probably just be her patrician like duty and just you're just witnessing, yeah, witnessing, filling a glass, doing whatever I can, anything to help. Are you trying to burn her into your memory? Yeah, that's it. Truly, it would just be like okay. sitting there watching a painting at work, a painting slowly but surely moving, kind of finally falling to where it would rest. I told you, Donnie, in the episode Emerald Dawn, sixth episode, that your character would never again see something as beautiful of the earthly realm as when the as when the dawn backlit her and set her her emerald tresses afire mm. a flame and i'm not breaking my promise I'm not breaking my narrative promise but you see something wholly different because remember this is not her in springtime glory this is her with with exhaustion and damage humbled diminished Unbroken. In a side room in your keep, and you have to understand how many bizarre things had to happen for this woman to be in that chair at mm. this time with you. A lot. And you see the touch, and perhaps you've been swayed somewhat by this talk of Tiscotley and the Night Mother. As you see, she rests the day back from the Lord of the Dawn Star fully. The twilight falls on her, caresses her as only you have before up to this point. And almost as though she can hear, hear your thoughts and feel your heart, she takes in a deep breath and then lets it out as a long, shuddering expression of relaxation. You see the pulse in her throat. This ridiculous town. It doesn't have any proper twine. After my banishment, I no longer have a signet ring. His, his Imperial Majesty did not strip me of my status, but he did strip me of of some of its function. 
So I apologize to the Titus Metellus that I cannot seal this correctly. With the sigil of my ancient and beloved house. But only with this Kithki twine. I knew the city would rub off on you. She just gives for once an, an almost a girlish eye roll. Gotcha. Or she says, here. Only open this. Only open this. If I am lost. And you won't be. I'll hold it for you. Then you don't need to open it. She hands it to you. It has not escaped my attention. <sighs> Flicks out her hand, starts massaging it. I actually go to massage her hand because that's every single time that I have to write <sighs> anything more than five. Yeah, no, you know exactly. Oh, God, my hand hurts so much because of the two sentences I'd write. <laughs> no, I mean, she just belted yep, out exactly. a whole crap <laughs> ton of of basically last, you know, last orders. I'm like, and you didn't even draw any pictures. Yeah. Just... No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was a little rushed. I'm trying to make it easier next time for you to read. Good one. It doesn't, it has not escaped my attention that when my life was, when it hung in the balance, that this... <laughs> She pulls down to just the simple clothing she's wearing. This is what was there. I know that. The signs are there. For those, and she twists it between thumb and forefinger, for those with eyes to see. I care for thee. Very much. Thank you. Thank you. Come back. Probably only torches until dawn now. She pushes off from the chair, rolls her neck. I should go through my asanas sequence that Indra, my sword sister, taught me. Very good for balance, flexibility. But, um... I love you. I actually... <sighs> she reaches up to kiss you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <that's> obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this time, <laughs> as, the, as the two of you join... She, it feels very different than at the Springs. Closer to under the storm, as you saw the walls of Geramentum, but there are undercurrents that you, that you can't read, that you know are beyond you right now. Maybe as you grow as a person, you can look back and you can meditate upon this, or maybe in moments you'll understand. Okay. Last scene, because I am a brutal, brutal game master. And we can do this quickly. So brutal. Brutal game master. What does, uh, as 
the sentries, as three-fourths of the fighting force of the city, marches off to intercept the Utini, who outnumber them about ten to one. So, grim odds. You know that they hold your grandsire, though in a sort of uh, dreadful awe. They call how excuse from the first century. What's that? <laughs> I, mean, I know it's always been a weird relationship. Uh, you're not, yeah, because you're you're not in the sergeant. You're not in the sergeant lineup anymore. You're assigned to him. Got it. Uh, you so um, fourth century is who's staying behind. So you get mainly you get mainly Kithki. There are some humans there, but mainly Kithki. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Lost my train of thought. Um, I was thinking about thinking about uh, thinking about American Kithki too much. Um, okay. So as as they're marching out, uh, your grandsire is good as his word, of course. As she was going out, I would have ran over to Fulbanus. I would have grabbed Aerie and then brought him over to her while she was getting ready for armor. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. She uh, she appears. How do you want to? Actually, I'll do this last little thing, and then I'll just I'll ask you basically how you see them off uh, in each of your ways. Um, of course, Lady Julia is not going to be up at the ass crack of dawn. So, <laughs> so she is sleeping in. She is not part of this uh, operation. Your sister, uh, your twin, Lady Livia, though, comes out, and as you're leading uh, Ari back in, ah, oh, Ari, and... Uh, Lucretia checks herself, reins in the the, the naked emotion, mm-hmm. but comes up, uh, checks him. Livia catches up to you. The men are bowing as they march out past you, past her. I would I would be leading the horse out all the way to the gate. Okay. Yeah. And you're so in full armor. Perception. Yeah. You're in full armor at this point, I yeah. imagine. Okay. Okay. So as you're yeah as you're as you're getting ready to leave the keep, I'm going to say probably the fellowship is gathered at the at the keep or at the gate. Where do you all think this final scene? Do you do you say do you bid them adieu at the at the gate? Okay. All right, gate. Because I think it would just be a large procession of anyone who would be there to see it to see it. The entire city turns out. Mm-hmm. Every man, woman, and child, sleeping babes, the twelfth lighters who have been woven back into the or have been reaffirmed back into the city, all show up. So you have uh, over four thousand people gather there it's even bigger the only people who can't I mean even people who are like incredibly sick have their friends carry them out and the old lion goes to war uh, he looks at you it gives you a nod a little bit less curt than yeah. usual but at the gate finally um, uh, Livia has carried this package in her hand you might have, uh, you or Wesa, are you, do you want to start at the, do you want to start at the keep and then move with them or are you meeting them at the gate? I'm meeting at the gate. I think I would have gone to Figulus, um, Okay. after the whole chair. We probably need to, we probably need to, yeah, Adrian and then, and then probably have a, right. a scene with, with, uh, Figulus Neus. All right. Fair enough. Um, write that down too, because I will forget that if we, <laughs> if we don't have that note notated. Um, Livia runs up to Lucretia, or kind of break, breaks and says, <sighs> Lady Lucretia Tarquinia de Michevale, 
looks looks down from on top of her steed. Ave, Lady Livia Matella, Drusa, born. And um, Clabria, pardon, thinking about that thing in, in there. <laughs> I imagine so. No matter. Here, take this. You'll have ample time to change. What? It's my, it's my armor, my scale armor. Better than your, better than what you're wearing now, heavier. I was always a disaster with it. I never got the way of it. But you'll, um, you won't find another set that fits a woman of your size and my hips. So you might as well put it to good use. I hate things collecting dust. Lucretia seems taken off guard by this. I'm going to take out a column fruit tart, feed it to Ari, and be like, look at them, I think they like each other. And slowly kind of like start petting as if I'm only having a conversation with the horse. <laughs> but they know. And Livia comes up to her, reaches up, allows her the superior position um, by age, takes her hand. I always wanted a sister. I hope in thee. I may have found one. Now you have two reasons to come home. Fale, Lady Vale. Fale. Fale, Lady Vorn. And uh, your grandsire grabs you on his way out, and he does one of these, grabs the shoulder, moves past, mm. and as he's, grabbing the sh- as he's grabbing the shoulder, he squeezes it, and he tells you, he looks at you and tells you, the dream is yours now. Make it a good one. And he's off. Understood. And then if uh, Lady Vale's about to say a while, I'll be like, don't say it. And then I'll kind of shoo her head. Okay. So no goodbye. <laughs> the last thing you see from her is a smile, and then she's off, regaining strength with every torch, perhaps perhaps to be at full strength before she meets her uh, her supreme test, the fir- supreme test of her crazy career. Uh, okay, so um, as you're seeing them off, I know what you're doing. Merrick, what are you doing? Where am I at the point? Do I have a chance to even see Titus, Lord Titus, before he leaves? Yeah, you would have, you would have had a chance to, to say something to him during the procession. Dominay, I feel... I've been in every war since my birth with you. Feels awkward not going with you now. My mortal enemy you face... Uh, yeah, addressing Invictus. Yes. Oh, yeah. He says, Sergeant, the seed is well planted. Now let it sprout. Yes, Domine. Gives a bow. He gives you a deep nod back. <sighs> I mean, there are, there are plenty of tears... There are plenty of, uh, I may even go into a little bit, I may cheat it a bit and and end and say it's still the same scene. Give you a little bit more detail uh, at the beginning of next time. Uh, Okay, Nalishly. I think I'm I'm watching the whole scene unfold. Not not as affected as everyone else. Right. Um, And 
I, I, just as the tail end is there about to leave, I'm going to start walking towards Figulus's hut. Okay. That makes sense. In the middle of the night, was I able to wake up and go to the blacksmith at all? Like, just pound on the door to see if he could wake up for me. I was holding on to this because I didn't want to interrupt things, but... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Randy, you have been exemplary in your patience. Yes, you were able to do that. Great. I would like for him, if he would, I'll need a, I'll need a candle. About one. Can you make me one real fast? Uh, It'll be well. Uh, you're the fucker that's been healing people, huh? I have been. I'm so sorry to wake you up. Uh. All right, Lepidus, old boy, let's go. Love it. And he <laughs> he looks around, and he find he finds something, and just basically basically kit bashes that that into into shape that'll kind of roughly approximate some sort of iron rock candle. So yes. Then I'm going to try and string it so that it won't actually follow up, and I'm going to actually hand it off to like just if she allow me to to approach her, I'm going to push it into her hand to uh, Lady Vale. Oh. Uh, Watch. Why me? You didn't have one when you came back. (laughs) This is true, Plebeian, and I thank thee, and I will remember. No back way. Wow. Very emotional. Damn. Uh, All right. (laughs) Lisa. Shit. How do you follow that? Yeah, um... (laughs) Oasa is just kind of, just kind of stony, feeling like, okay, it's her time to be an adult. She's on her own here. Yeah, she has her her friends, but she's she's quite solemn, and she feels like the the culture of her homeland really in her blood right now. Just this kind of like steely, focused, nonsensical, like not like. Not gonna. No, no nonsense. No nonsense. Yeah. No nonsense stance. But at the same time, she's like kind of somberly nibbling at a treat. She watches everyone. That's a perfect way to split the difference. I love it. I okay. All right. And last but certainly not least, Katrin. How dark is it outside? Uh, it's uh, a bit after dawn. It's the sun. Like, where? Is it dark Just enough? beginning to crest, just beginning to crest the walls. Okay. So she's going to... Because you're all the way over, you're all the way over here, yeah. So she's going to trip at him, the entrance, or the, the like, exit, I guess, um, to the outside, and you're just going to see four balls of light. Um, and it's kind of her way of saying goodbye. And so she'll just stand and... Is Figulus outside or no? Uh, for this, he does. He gets outside, and as Titus Invictus and Figulus Naeus pass each other, they nod to each other. Mm. Um, while she's concentrating on that light, she's going to hold Figulus's hand. <gasps> he starts, but and then the hand, by degrees, relaxes. Mm-hmm. And that is where we will end it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, no. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Like it's, only it's, only, it's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. We're going to come back. We're going to do this again on Thursday. Woo! Golly. All right. So, um, and uh, Allie will either figure something out or we'll just just carve out some, because obviously there needs to be some resolution on that front. Uh, so, to our faraway friends... Thank you so much for being present and being uh, watchful and being insightful. And we appreciate all of that. And most of all, we appreciate the supreme gift of your time as you seriously, as you go about your journeys and you stay well and hopefully you also stay curious. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Woo-hoo. Bye. Bye.